Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 14th of June, 2020. You know, like vision. You wonder though if you have any vision left with the way things are going, but it's not your fault because you're going through an amazing planned change of a system worldwide. And we have been for quite a long time, in fact. Remember when we heard all those talks from Bush Sr., about his wonderful New World Order coming into view and all that kind of stuff. And then his son, about 10 years later, when he was president, gave a similar speech about the New World Order. And even before that, you had speeches. Around the same time as the first one, actually, Gorbachev gave talks about the World Order as they blended the systems together and got rid of the Cold War at that time which, of course, they're resurrecting now because it's just too lucrative for the big military-industrial complex. But there are also a bit New World Order, as you see. Kissinger, in his last talk about April or so, talked about the New World Order again, a new, a new New World Order, and lots of new normals all the time and New World Orders and things like that. And you've been going through it, of course, for quite some time. A lot of it was before even this COVID thing came along. And I've been talking about it for years, coming for years and years and years. Back in the 90s, I talked about the schooling of children and what it was intended to do in the modern schooling. It was, And it really was blatant social engineering. And I went through the techniques of where they use music to, to drive home ideas too with each upcoming generation. And and, adopt, and they adapt it little by little for each generation's group. If you're stuck, say you're born in the 1999 uh, or something like that, and really you, you, 2001 came along and the big change happened then. But before then too, you had the, the, the social engineering in school where they were teaching you what Norman Dodd talks about in the Rees Commission was the, 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 the amalgamation of a Sovietized system or, or socialized system. Remember, so, the Soviet system, as Khrushchev said, and Lenin, and Lenin did too, and Stalin, Stalin especially, like to quip about it, uh, that uh, communism was socialism in a hurry. Socialism is, is a, an in-between step to communism or collectivism run by experts. That's what it's about. And they've been training the children for years and years into this. And then again, through their entertainment, that takes over even when they're out of school or high school or college and so on. And um, you get updated through movies and and for and lots and lots of talk shows that are on mainstream television and have been on for about 20, 30 years probably. Uh, you have no idea of the, the, the incredible effectiveness of or efficacy, I should say, of psychological conditioning through persuasion and creating consent, you know. The stuff that Bernays talked about and others really upped it since his day with behavioral experts really studying and studying and studying us all minutely. There's nothing they don't know about us and how to make us change this and change that. and do. Look at the farce of the COVID idea. I've got some of that to touch on tonight. And a few other things too to touch on tonight. But what's happening with the COVID idea is part of the revolution. And that didn't work for overpopulation. You see, there's too many of you, you folks there, you see. And I've, I've given so many talks about that too. You've watched about all kind of new 
definitions of men and women, all that kind of stuff, and even having children or family, etc. And 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 then total indoctrination in children that families are bad now because they consume things and and the world can't afford to have all these things consumed because the elite who rule it are really upset. They want their progeny down in the future to have all those things for themselves. And if you're having it all now, they won't have that for their progeny, you see. So for your own good, they want to eliminate you, you understand. You've got to see it from their point of view. And that's what we're going through. A very, it's completely scientifically organized and arranged through the SAGE organization and all the other organizations that work with governments, like in Britain, they're more open, well, a little bit more open with their cobra for terrorism. But they also admit the SAGE and, and the group, uh, the subgroup of SAGE and the, and the BIT group and so on, uh, they're managing our minds through this whole coronavirus um, Terror, you see, because it's a terror. It's, it's a war of terror on the public. I've said it so many times since the beginning. But the media went into overdrive, and then you find out, sure enough, the media were given, and I'll put some of this up tonight, they were given uh, an outline by this very group from the, from the British government <laughs> on how to use, uh, to heighten anxiety amongst the public by giving them terrifying stories and so on to try to make them all to conform to obedience by the experts. So they admit it now, which was obvious anyway. I, didn't need, I don't need admissions when you can see it for yourself. That the media, of course, was complicit. This terrible media, as I say, that had lost so much. Look, look for years now that, that they start charging money for folk to look into the newspapers and to see their opinion columns and things like that. Because there are no real reporters now. You've got, yeah, they know how to put a story together, but they, like everybody else, they sit on their gluteus maximus uh, and they, they they basically get it from the Ethernet, all the, all the information, like everybody else. And they don't go on the spot, to, but they're, they're just as complicit as they were before that, because newspapers were always on board with government policies, and every newspaper wanted to have prestige. Even the small local ones wanted prestige, and so they they get in on the town councils and things like that, and they get little quips and and uh, off the cuff uh, interviews and so. On. And if you're not not playing ball with politicians, for instance, eventually you, you're not you're not allowed in to the meetings. So all the ones who are allowed in are compromised. They're on board and they have the little gestures and, and winks and all that. And they know how to play the game of deceiving the public. And eventually, they actually think they're part of the ruling class that that manages the public, because they manage your mind. And they manage your minds, you see. And they've always been doing, even when they'd had field reporters, uh, they were on board with all the wars that came down the pike, basically, when it suited the elite in their own countries. Uh, to take over the, the resources of other nations and so on. I know that, uh, well, I could go on and on, on about how Britain recovered from, didn't recover really, but London recovered from World War II by continuing the military-industrial complex in Britain. They had nothing much left, really. It's at the mountain of debt because they borrowed, borrowed from the U.S. banks all through the war. They were still paying off their, war, their loans from World War One. 
And But what they did have at the end of World War II was manufacturing for weaponry and aircraft, and jet aircraft too, they got into the combat and so on. And uh, they started to realize that, that you look at the, the oil regimes in the Middle East, and got, they got awfully pally with them, especially Saudi Arabia and a few other ones. Other ones just deposed whoever was in and put their own people in for a little while, like they did in Iran. Then they were thrown out eventually. And they've never forgiven Iran for that. But those in London wanted oil, the corporations. And they used generally the military. And then the best they could do is to start selling the weapons, you see. Still doing it today. And it's awfully lucrative. Tremendously lucrative. When you see what, for instance, Saudi Arabia buys from England every year, or London. And I, I hate using the, the nations. So that if you, you realise that when you when they talk about England's doing this and Britain's doing it or Canada, it's not at all. It's a clique in your capitals and the cities that are in charge of it all on behalf of those who really own the countries. It's not the people. And sometimes you, you, they leave you a little bit more uh, scrapings and breadcrumbs to keep the people happy, but uh, at the same time they, they resent even that at the very very top. And they have their great futuristic views of where they're taking the world. I mentioned before the, the novel, it was called The, the Stone Cutter, a story about uh, medieval, uh, early medieval, really, in a sense, where a, a stonemason would carry his son around, a very important this idea of passing everything on to your son, the true apprentice, you see. And he would carry his little son on his back when he would travel to new towns to, when they were building cathedrals or castles or whatever it had to be, or big mansions for the, for the elite and wealthy across Europe. And it, you get into the story and uh, you find out that they have enemies, you see, at the, the lower levels of, of masons, the stonemasons. And it refers too, of course, to, to the modern Freemasonry that takes the, the they use the terminology of masonry and geometry etc. and architecture and of course the Old Testament to to well really demystify those at the bottom and to eventually enlighten those who get the higher degree so they can be used for higher things and keep silent about it but the book goes on about the, how they have, they have Hugh de Montfort, I think it was, the, the same one who was let loose upon the Albigensians in, you know, in France, or the Alsace at the time. And uh, the, the Albigensians were doing their own thing. Uh, they, were, they had their own religion. They had their own uh, priesthood. And they, uh, they rejected a lot of, the, of the, the Catholic Church at that time, you see. But they also had other groups in with them too. There was even Jew- Jewish rabbis that were noted in amongst them. Uh, they were often, uh, most of them were vegan, by the way. You know, a very important thing. Darby Jensen's also talked about uh, the evil of bringing children into the world. Awfully important, but because of their, their of their their, their different um, opposition to authority, the, the ruling authorities and the nobilities, uh, the um, they were eventually 
put to the sword. Not all of them died naturally. Not everybody always is, does get killed off in any purge, but that's what happened to them. And but, but this is incorporated. A little bit was incorporated in the book. So this terrible Montford was a terrible character, you see. And it, and you get in the book, and, you're, and it's really interesting. All the rest of it. And the dad's a really gruff guy, not the brightest fellow. The son's much swifter. But uh, his son is noticed by the other uh, Masons around him. There's an actual, uh, like an officer command all the way down to NCOs, and I'm just like Mason, Freemasonry in a sense. And they see the son has got these insights into situations, political as well. And they start to almost groom him, he's getting kind of groomed. And eventually they, get, they, they all meet a big annual gathering on an island. Uh, of the, all these different ranks of stonemasons. And you find out that they're all shocked eventually when the, the, the de Montfort turns up himself. And they're all aghast in horror because this is that, like the Antichrist to them, you see. Uh, and then, but then they find, don't worry, oh no, calm down, calm down, he's one of us. You see? And then you realize that the group, with with their. With their with their very secretive, and again, they're, they're, they're secretive in a sense, but their display of, of nature, the green man and so on, you'll see in all the, all the different, even churches in Britain and temples and so on, representing nature and the man himself, the man who's part of the world and nature, etc. It's called occultic, but it's, it's very understandable and easy to understand, really. So anyway, the whole idea was that if they do, if you don't plan the future, the future will stagnate. The people will stagnate, and stagnation creates uh, unrest and unease amongst the people who are stagnating. Uh, you, you found that in, in countries in Europe, and Britain was definitely one of them for a good period uh, after World War Two. Forget all the hype about the Beatles and stuff like that. All that. This was amazing psychological warfare as well as being awful lucrative for those involved in the culture industry who were also changing culture. But the fact, for the average person, it was awful for them. The, the, the scarcity of money, you couldn't get bank loads back then unless you had uh, something to put up as collateral. You couldn't even get a credit card in, in, in the UK at that time. But you're supposed to be happy for this fake make it made up uh, package deals like the Beatles, you know? And many others, you know, that's how it was presented to the public. And they go on the stage, like at the top of the pops, every group that went on, and they'd mime. And you would notice that neither did, generally didn't have any leads going on the guitar, uh, if you're observant at all. Uh, or, or you would see that leads went nowhere, they just went to a dead end and taped on the floor. And these, these package groups were really modelled after the American system where you had uh, the family type things, the Jackson 5 and all that, and um, and the Cassidy's, was it the Cassidy's as well? There's a whole bunch of them anyway, but they're like family things, all made for TV and, and, and music was all written for them and they're a package deal, etc. And that's how they did it in Britain too. It was the first time they'd really done that kind of thing for the teenage group in Britain. And they would throw movies out about the, about the guys. You'd get the four guys running here, laughing here, and getting chased by women and running away from them, and yada, yada, yada. All, all very, very silly stuff. Big package thing. But, but for the most of the public, they didn't have the cash. As, as I said before, there were freezes on, on wages and freezes on everything, really. Except, but the, even on prices, supposedly, but the prices kept going up anyway. 
and even energy was awfully expensive. A lot of folk in the working classes had meters in their homes, and you'd put, initially it was a shilling, I think it was, and you might get an hour uh, or, or less than that for, of electricity if you're using a bulb or two, you know. And, of course, it would go up all the time. They keep resetting the meters. And, uh, but, yeah, you, things you folk take for granted today uh, were in, in dire straits back then. Terrible. But they gave you all this, all this make-believe stuff for the youngsters to believe in and the revolutionary thing behind it all, too, especially with... Um, with, uh, say, the Bob Dylan stuff. That we, initially, it was all revolutionary stuff, along with uh, John Byers. Uh, and then it didn't work so well, so they changed it to sex, sex. You see, sex, sex. And drugs. That was the next stage, because the other part wasn't doing too well, the old system. So revolution is a great way to foment it during stagnation times. Just like it is today, for those who haven't noticed the build-up to the COVID before that broke out, a feeling of stagnation. What we're getting all the time was wars, across the same wars, 30 years in the Middle East, eh? at least 30 years, and Afghanistan again, you know, and uh, watching the U.S. getting burned out with, with its debt burden, for instance, uh, except for the big corporations that are behind the wars and supplying is very lucrative. And the companies that grabbed the oil, and Tony Blair kind of admitted a bit of that too. But, but as I say, there was a, stag- a stagnation. It was like nothing else is happening. Things were getting more expensive. Uh, the money was becoming worth less and less after it, especially after the last crash, 2007 and eight. So the, those who run the world and getting back to this book, that's what it was about. <laughs> it was well done, actually. As I say, they, they meet in an island. They find out that, that their arch enemy, who, who's the opposite, they think he's going to come and kill them all because they're kind of occultic groups. You know, they've got passwords and secrets and stuff. And then they find out, no, he's a nobility, but he's on our side. And, and then they meet, the, and they meet the, the bishops of the, of the Catholic churches and different ones like that, who are also in this particular group. So all sides that generally opposed each other uh, for the rest of the year seemed to. It was all arranged to do so using a dialectical technique, you know. You want the change. You want to guide the, the world, in, your world, into the, the future that you've planned. So they decide where they want to take it, then how to get, take it there, and you must have uh, conflicting parties. Uh, again, uh, the simplest technique is if there's only two, then it's the it's the thesis, antithesis, and synthesis. You, you, you've got the thesis, right? Here's the ruling system as it is. This is how you live. Here's some people who agree. Oh, we want a different system, so you oppose things and you get it going. And out of the arguments and the debates. You, you get, and sometimes wars, <laughs> you, you, you get the, the synthesis, the, the, which is the goal you wanted in the first place. You've got to have opposing parties to, to get change going. So that's part of the technique of ruling the world, is by those the elite people planning the, the, where they want to take the world, their world. They're never, they'll never do without, they'll, they'll never make the world equal for themselves, except, they're, except that they're equally running it all on top or owning it all on top, but they'll never jump into the same uh, financial system as you're into, believe you me. And uh, so, yeah, they all met on the island, and, they, and, and they're actually groom the young boy, you see. They, want the, they call them visionaries. They wanted a visionary. 
the guy with insight, and it gave him a lot of power initially, but it, it, his ego gets, gets carried away with his own ego eventually and screws something up royally, and he's demoted and banished to a little island off Scotland, I think it was, uh, to live in a, in a monastery. Is a, with a vow of silence. You, in other words, you, want, you, you can't tell anybody what you're up to, right, or what you've done in the past. You're part of the brotherhood. But it was interesting, the whole concept, uh, that that's how you rule the world. You, you create the enemies, and yet they're not enemies at all. Only in the general public think they're all enemies, and they'll believe it, and they'll even tell their children, oh, so-and-so, they hate us, or they're going to do this to us, blah. You don't realize the leaders are all on board for the, for the same agenda, you see. And that's what we have today, isn't it? We've, we have the crash in 2007, 2008. All these years, I've, I've lost count of the talks I've, I've given from not just the World Economic Forum, but the different departments of population control <laughs> uh, that have come out uh, over many, many years. Uh, they're on the go before I was born, too. Uh, talking about, uh, oh, there'd be too many people, the baby boomers, you know, people born after World War II or would be called the baby boomers. Like, they never had children before, apparently. And then they said that there'll be old folk eventually. Those, those baby boomers will be old eventually. And that's going to be a crisis as well. They never told you why it would be a crisis, because I found out by studying intensely that they've had old, old folk down through history. I, didn't, I never knew that. Eh? So the baby boomers were going to get old, eh? And, uh, my God, what, what are you going to do with all these old folk? And they've told us in the last few years, they're more open about it. They have a psych, they've had got their, their favorite psychologists coming out and, and philo- so-called philosophers. And the bioethics, of course, this new science where... They know what moral is, but you don't. You need an expert to explain it to you. The same scenario that you had with, um, and it's an awfully good little quip. I watched it again the other day. I've got it saved on a disc somewhere. It was uh, The Meaning of Life by Monty Python crew. And opens up with, with John Cleese and one of, his, one of the guys from Monty Python and White Coats chapping on a door. Not a, ch- a chapping is a knock, you see, it's a chapping on a door, and uh, a woman opens it up. It's one of the other members of the team. And uh, that's the address, the whole thing, and is, is your husband, and, and he mentions the name. That's him, yes, he's through there. And they, they, go, they go through there and literally whip out his liver. You see, he gets his liver because he'd put it down that he was going to be a donor if it hadn't happened to him or got ill or anything like that. And they didn't wait until he died. They just went and got his liver. And that, that, the whole scenario, and then they, come, they try to talk the, the wife into giving the liver as well at the end of it by making her realize how small she was and was in this massive universe with this planets swirling around space and galaxies and so on at thousands of miles an hour, etc. And how small you are and all this great scheme of th- And she okay, okay, and then you go to work and whip out the liver. And again, it, it's... You understand this whole idea of bioethics is being promoted and promoted and promoted for, for years. And you, even when the Monty Python crew met, all met, I think it was at Oxford, it was one of the universities, they met up. And they, they got that kind of stuff, putting their faces there too, where the world would go and how it would be run. And experts would rule us all. Because Britain came out of World War II after opposing National Socialism. They came out as an international socialist country. 
<laughs> be communist if you like. But communism is awfully good to those who rule it. Because it means the people have to scrape at the bottom with their wages freezes and price freezes and all that. And the rationing of electricity and, and, and poor food, if you can afford the decent stuff at all, you can get access to it. But the elite love it. Uh, getting, that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's the same scenario, you see. We're run by the bioethicists. They keep telling us, there's too many of you. Like I said, it's a crime. There's too many of you, eh? And, and they just know it. And you should feel terrible about existing. And so they went to town by social engineering, a whole generation. And I even mentioned that back in the 90s. It says, right now the children, the children's books, because that was all the rage then, there were awfully good exposés on at the time of, what, of, of the grants that were given by our tax money. <laughs> Uh, and the culture industries, they like to call it from government. Every government's got a department of culture. You know what it's about? It's to upgrade uh, the, the, the beliefs of the upcoming children, you see. And you get paid money. You still do if you write children's books and incorporate all the, all the, all the new political correct things into it, you know. And, and the child grows up thinking all these things are quite normal because it's in storybooks. And adults would tell you if it was bad, but they don't because they themselves feel guilty if they say, oh, maybe the child you know, may upset them to find out the truth here. Well, all kinds of things are, are, are engineered into all these different stories and movies for children as well. And that's how you shape the future, through the culture industry, you see, and through politics, and through all the, the organised and well-funded and directed, and the leaders are also applied to them, <laughs> uh, all these different groups that oppose each other, either in politics or the ones in, in the riots you, you get too, civil disobedience and stuff like that. And I caught onto that myself, as I said, many, many, many years ago, how that part was all run. And uh, you, you'll find those who organize, who, who are the real organizers, are well looked after financially. They know what the, what the score is. They know they're using everybody that follows. And, but they get well, well the, the non-governmental organizations, they're all invite the heads of them. I think I mentioned this last week. I mentioned it years when it actually happened, years ago when the, the globalist meetings, meetings were on with the big international global corporations with the governments all meeting in Canada and different countries. And uh, there was massive demonstrations with the students who had legitimate beefs about uh, the, the thing that initially was anti-global because they didn't want the, the, these massive corporations uh, exploiting third world countries for the cheapest labor and getting in ma- immense profits because of the cheapness of labor. And, and then, then they'd, they'd, they'd get paid by your tax money to import it back in our countries. So we, could, we would buy the stuff there and they would keep the prices at the same prices that were made in Britain or Europe or, or America or whatever. Um, but the fact that it was, it was a fraction of the cost, so it was massive profits for them, massive greed profits. Hasn't changed. And the politicians looked down. You actually saw them. They had camera crew up there from some TV station. And they allowed that quip out to the public, that little bit, where they, where they looked down and says, well, who are they? Who, well, they're, 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 what party, what groups are they? And they mentioned some of the names of these different groups that opposed them, the student groups and so on. And they says, well, why don't we just invite some of the leaders to come up here? And they did. And then they put those same leaders on salaries. 
And that's why they're very selective and what they're, they're, they're told what they protest. Their leaders are all well paid on salaries. Living high in the hog, really. Really high in the hog. Compared to a lot of the working class people. They're not working class, you know, it seems. And, and they, they get all the followers. And they get well trained, by the way. There's, uh, there, there's all kinds of um, government agencies that deal with training folk for subversion. But that's what... Your own MI6 in Britain... And you've got CSIS in, in Canada and many other organizations. And again, CIA is, is one of the experts in it now. And they, uh, they literally are, are masters at how they create uh, organizations to, to foment rebellion. I, I gave the talks on soft power, creating the creation of soft power, they call it, and how they use it across the, a good part of Europe. Uh, and Soros does it too, because they're all one big club. There, there are no enemies here, we understand that at the top. And that's why uh, you're, you're CIA, you're Mossad, you're, you're MI6, all the different groups at the very top are all on board with the same agenda. All of them. And you couldn't keep any of them out, could you? You'll get your own, your own group will eventually be infiltrated. And they found that before World War II started, with many of the different organizations that existed then. And so you bring them all on board in a big pact, working together. And uh, again, you play just like the adversaries, the, the fake adversaries that you had in that book. That's the Stonecutter. Yeah. And uh, it, it's quite fascinating when you see how that's how the world really is run. It's like John McCarr reading some of his books as well. Uh, they you get little. Don't get wrapped up in the story. I don't. <laughs> But what's interesting is that the little bits of techniques they'll show you on the way, you see, how everyone is still disposable, except the, the very ones at the top. The ones who don't go out in the field, so to speak, are more important. They're the ones who, who play the chess games with using thousands of people, sometimes millions, across the world. And that's how the world's really run. We've gone through this this whole COVID thing. Oh, the world is going to fall apart, and and the sky is falling. But initially, it, were, it was they made sure that everybody saw. We, we all saw the little bits from China, and oh, horror stories came out of China. Horror stories, and there was no censorship on the West part about the horror stories. And there was no cry from, from the big tech companies about, oh, that's, that's false, and that's bad, it's, re- not, it's not true information, it's false false news. But none of that, no. They made sure you got your hefty, hefty doses of terror, you see. And, uh, and then, of course, the, the World Health Organization, and then Fauci, too, declared it um, a pandemic. And only had 100 odd cases outside of China at that time. That's impossible. You understand this. That's the, well, we changed the rules for just for this. We changed the rules on the definition of how to define a pandemic. You didn't need numbers anymore, figures. <laughs> Which is your first clue is a big, big con going on here. Massive con. Of course there is. Many things have come to, to light along the way, too. But the fact is, the media. We're calling everybody else, you know, fake news. We're, look what's happening in China, and you put the links on. There's all the, the, on there's these massive trucks going down the streets in Wuhan and, and blasting this mist out of them. Uh, they've got hundreds of feet into there. And guys carrying the, these blasters, uh, the blaster stuff from backpacks and so on, like heavy mists and... Uh, 
uh, horror, horror, my God, my, and, and Wuhan, Wuhan, and to, oh my God, there's a bio lab not for this, you know, you know a couple of miles away. Yada, yada, yada. So we all got the picture, we all got the picture that was meant to be put across. And then, of course, it, it literally, Sage and the group that Sage, uh, there's, there's different uh, levels of Sage, understand, and some of them some are associated yet, you still won't get the names of some of them yet. But with the names of Sage and the, one of the subgroups that, that is specializing in and terror, the creation of terror on the public, and and they and I've got the I've got the, the actual form they gave out to the media. All different media were given them uh, the step by step thing of, of how they'd have to basically terrorize the public into compliance. And and so the different levels of terrorization on the public, uh, and to increase anxiety, they said, for those who would, who were unwilling to comply with all the rules. So it's a nice way of ter- call it, well, we don't call it terrorizing. No, we call it increasing anxiety. It may lead to depression, maybe even suicides. Uh, but but listen, it has to be done to make them comply. This is animal management. I hope you understand. This is Pavlovian here. <laughs> and your own governments employ these agencies to terrorize you. This is not new, by the way. It's been done many times. They use it in warfare. Or oh, you're all going to die unless you hate those folk that we're going to go to war with. And we want you to hate them so you will go to war with them. That's standard stuff. But again, here you have it. It's here in a socialized system now, a good atheized socialized system with experts rule and so in the Soviet, the new Soviet is in the West. You see, and and this is the this is their mantra: science rules and and all all these psychologists and behaviorists and neuroscientists. They're all on board together with their hands out and filling up their massive pockets that they have on those white coats. You've noticed, eh? Because they fill up, the grants are getting thrown out like like confetti to them, and they're, they're, these are your future multi-billionaires here, folks. Oh, give me an art! I could sit and write ten studies a day of imaginary things quite easily, and and, and so give me another few million every other day, and and I'll, I'll, I'll investigate these things further. I can keep churning the stuff, and that's what they do, folks. But the psychological teams are are just weapons. These these are weapons experts, weapons of the mind. You see, that's what they use on you, and they understand you and what makes you tick, and they understand how you'll react to scenarios if they present it in the proper way to make you react in, in absolute fear and terror and, and panic. And then they'll guide you where they want you to go. I mentioned this even in the 90s. That's what they do when the, the, the public are quite happy. Because they're, they're natural people, you see. Uh, quite happy uh, to, to be, again, pretty stagnant sometimes in, in a field or two for grazing. Or if, it's quite, if it's not too bad uh, and there's, there's, there's good trash getting churned out on television just to make you, you, you kind of you know, fade out when you come back from work. If you've got a job that is... And you can just uh, fade out in front of the television set, uh, watching uh, trash, really. It's all trash, really. It's been trash for an awful long time. It just churned out trash, just like Orwell talks about in 1984, where machines would churn out the music, too. Maybe even the novels, the porno novels, maybe in the movie type things. 
That's what he was getting at. That it'd be so automatic, automated. Uh, that, that as long as the, as the main messages got out there, they didn't, you know, they didn't matter about the quality so much. And that's what TV was too. But it also updated you, as I say, with all the new PCs. Oh, I shouldn't think about that like that anymore. I should accept this new normal. And oh, there's another new normal, and I'll accept that too. And then you get again more experts that would come out, and, and you sit and watch that that trash you get all the time buried in experts. Did you know, you know, that blah, blah, blah. That, that there's one I'll put up tonight. From I thought it was a joke at first. But again, somebody's got their hand out. Maybe it is still a joke, because it is, it is technically a joke, isn't it? Where literally they said that the, the strangers have been sexed during COVID should still wear masks. <laughs> I thought, there you go, eh? Uh, here they aren't, yeah, kind of eyes wide shut thing. Very kinky. But whether it's real or not, it wouldn't surprise me because it, 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 there's all kinds of farces going on with the hands out for, for, as government throws out trillions of your, your hard-earned cash that's going to devalue your currency forever and ever and ever to these parasites. Parasites. They've all got their, their little confetti degrees from university on this, that and the other to be experts and Rubbish, absolute tripe. And the prostitutes, basically. I, I have no time for these people at all. They're shallow. They're, they're psychopathic, no doubt about it. They have no guilt on what they're doing um, to the public and, and, and reaping such incredible benefits of misery. Then uh-huh. they're psychopaths, no doubt about it. And they churn this tripe out. Constantly, just daily. But you don't realise, you've had that your whole life, you know. I can remember years ago in Britain, they, they, showed, they showed us some of the, the TV talk shows. To give us an example, of this, they're showing you how it was done in America with talk shows uh, back in uh, maybe the 70s, maybe even before that, but the 70s for sure, 80s. And Phil Donahue was one of the guys they showed you. But they showed you, and this is it was obvious too, when you saw the ending of one of Donahue's shows, the thing went on for, for unrolled for 10 minutes of the names and organizations, professionals and psychologists and that, that put all this thing together for that one hour show, maybe 40 minutes really, 45 minutes once you got the answer. And what they could do was present something with the, the, then was the kind of shock value, but done with authority. And, and, a, and a, a, a Donahue would always speak with, with command and authority. He knew what he was talking about. And one of them was, was women, um, about four women on, on stools, I think they're high chairs. And he says, this is, this is some, some real professional woman to discuss things. And, but you don't, they don't tell you that they, every, every, even then, they had such a great um, survey done on, on the public. They knew who was right-wing, left-wing, in the middle, progressive, meaning they're, they're all for all kinds of new kind of ideas, sexually or whatever, yada, yada, yada. And so they knew them all. And so they would ask the right audience for each particular topic. That, that still goes on today for different things. So they had the right ones in. And, and he says, but these women, he said, as soon as they mentioned their names, they're... They might not be liked by many townsfolk because they're they're women of the night. They're 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 madams and prostitutes, 
and there was a big oh, hush, which is of course was expected. They gave them everything was done so perfectly, like they'll they'll probably go oh, now at this and that, and so they give you a pause for that. Everything's prearranged. The audience, the audience don't even know it themselves generally. Most of them anyway. And so it starts off with with that. That's that's years ago too when there was still a bit of. Um, Ideas of right and wrong because I mean, prostitutes and all this kind of stuff can damage family units, which makes towns up and, and eventually communities up too, and, and families with children or that can help destroy them. We know that now, it's been pretty successful. But uh, they had the normal response back there oh my god, oh dear, oh. But within the 45 minutes to an hour, uh, uh, he'd ha- and the way it was presented, step by step, pre- pre-managed, you see, it's all worked out and produced before before it was produced, if you, if you like. Uh, and they've got all these experts and psychologists and psychiatrists working on their scripts with them. They actually had the women crying on behalf of these women, because they had such a hard life to get out on. And, and they're, 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 they're earning money, and, and they're doing the community a service now, you see. And that's back then. And that, that's how slick it is done. You don't realize it until you, if you're in these talk shows, you look at the, the longest part of the talk show is, is when they unroll all the credits at the end and all the different participants and organizations and agencies and that all took part in that to make that one hour possible. Very important, you know, so. Most folk don't even think of that. They, they, they really think it's all, it's all spontaneous. There's nothing across that comes across TV that's spontaneous. TV is one of the most powerful tools that's ever been invented, and weapons. I think uh, even what's his name, the um, the producer, the TV producer, or the movie producer, Spielberg mentioned the same thing. It's a great weapon, you know, one of the greatest tools and weapons. Others have said the same thing, of course, and um, Orwell and different off-the-cuff uh, comments about radio at the time and the coming technologies that would be shown. Movies at that time, of course, they had that. It was tremendous tools and power for, for managed change. It doesn't mean it's a good change, because those in charge, tyrants, can use it so easily, which obviously they do. The things you take for granted, as I say, is astonishing. And why shouldn't you take things for granted? You'd be ultra-paranoid. Ultra and biting your nails and neurotic at everything if you were brought up with with, with just a basic crash course as a child, like a crash course, and how the system really, really works. You're meant to be naive. You're meant to take things at face value. And then you're a good citizen because you'll comply with everything you're told to comply with. That's awfully important to those who control societies. Now, when you when you have uh, a massive experiment going on, which is also part of, of a complete change, it's meant to be a, a new world order member, a completely new way of living, coming out of the COVID. And they talked about that, that nothing would ever be the same again. Told by Mr. Foxy, you know, Foxy Foxy, uh, Foxy Fauci, uh, a man who's so involved with this big, <laughs> big uh, what can you say, uh, well-worked-out agenda, along with Bill Gates. And they've got their fingers on all the pies that's profiting from it, it would seem to me. And it's not just guessing either. 
that it to end with the complicity of all parties in all countries, eh? and all agencies of government, remember. You're right back again to the island in the stone culture, where they all meet there, all the different supposed opposite, uh, the, the ones you really truly believe are arch enemies, are ready to kill each other. No, they're, they're pals in a brotherhood as they manage the world and shape it through conflict and, and public arguments and even repression, uh, even killing people uh, of the peasantry and so on to, to make changes happen. But it's all planned out ahead of time. Getting back, see, all sides are complicit at the very high levels of government. They could never ever be always at loggerheads with each other. But when it's not efficient, don't forget their whole motto is efficiency, technocracy, efficiency. You see? Where experts will run everything. The, con- the whole communist system was based on atheism, and science was in your religion. Science. And, and through science, they'd conquer everything, but they'd also rule everything. And that was, that was all kinds of, of social experts, again, and psychologists and behaviors. They, they, they'd manage the population, and they'd have perfect peace when you're all trained into being zombies, you see? So it, it, it really took participation. And, and even during the Cold War, even as a child, I said, this thing is, is, is so fishy. The whole Cold War scenario, because I went to library, and we had good libraries in Scotland. And if you didn't have the right books, and they'd, they'd order it for you if you knew what you were looking for and what you wanted. But, but they had great reference libraries too, and and uh, they went through the whole. They had these books on on the science of warfare, things like that. Uh, and they would go into to the Cold War strategy, etc., etc. And you'd have, again, you'd have all these specialists uh, announcing that those with the, with the, the most advanced technologies would win this Cold War and any kind of war. In fact, that still goes true today. Uh, even one of the the top generals that's against Trump they recently, I looked into the one that you, you know what it is. Who's turned against them? You know, there's a, a, a bunch of them turned against them, but there's, there's lots and lots and lots of generals. Remember, they make it seem like they're all against them, but uh, you, you forget too. A lot of them are also on the payroll of the military-industrial complex. There's an awfully rich, an awful lot of rich multi-millionaire generals out there, and they also belong to the Brotherhood too, of course. And the Brotherhood is part of the establishment. You see, it is the establishment at the very top. And there's low orders of it and higher orders of it, of course. But you find, as I say, efficiency, for efficiency's sake, you see. Why would you always be at loggerheads with an enemy like Russia during the Cold War? And, and, and since science and the top scientists, they're always talking about, oh, they'll steal our scientists and... And occasionally you'd have that in the papers. Oh, oh my God, if, if this top scientist leaves Britain, we'll be left as defenseless. You'll work for the Russians and, and vice versa and so on. But what you find is all through the Cold War, all different types of science would, would, have, would have its own meetings with the Soviet systems, annual, sometimes twice a year. 
So you had the physicist meeting twice a year, and you have the different ones for psychology again, because they're all involved in how to keep your populations placid and, you know, and obedient. Uh, things like that. And other ones would deal with food supplies, agriculture, and they'd, they'd either meet at the United Nations or they'd meet in Russia. It was generally Russia they went to meet. This is interesting to me. And the British taxpayer would have to fund it. And I thought, well, why would you, why would you be so terrified of them defecting to the Soviet system? Uh, but at the same time, yeah, you, your top, top atomic scientists uh, and, and bio-warfare experts, all this kind of stuff, uh, why would you have them meeting their counterparts in Russia to share what's for advancement of science? No, these folk were all involved <laughs> in weaponization of different things, you know. Why would? But it was allowed. Which which told me this thing is this is not as what they're, what they're telling us is obviously, really. If the book said it, and they all said it, you know that was what they were all taught. And again, officers' colleges too would teach the, the military. Same thing that science is going to those with the most advanced science will win, and dominate. And but here's your best scientists every year going over to meet a current person in Russia. It made no sense at all, none at all. Until you realize, like, you're back to that, that book again, uh, The Stone Cutter. And that's what you do, because after all, since it's all based on efficiency, why wouldn't you have uh, agreements with them? Because you all want the same things, don't you? Efficiency. And the, the Soviet system was also was to really push for the elimination of religion. In the West, too, took on that role more and more and more, again, through TV and movies and so on. Uh, it, it pushed, and it, all the joking and, and, and the, you know, the, the gesturing, the nasty gestures toward religion, all, all got sunk through until the folk became atheized themselves and just fell away. And the Church of England was a joke because it was so progressive and in, in the, the lefty sense of the, the, the thing, there's nothing left to save, you see. And then when, when, they, when you end up having archbishops, Bishop Archbishop of Canterbury, who, who's a Druid and a, a very high Freemason too, and belongs to a different groups as well, apart from the Druids, <laughs> then, uh, yeah, it's over and done with, you know. Then you, you had mass defections of what was left back to the Catholic Church, others to the, the, to the Eastern Orthodox Church, because they realized that the war that we're fighting against the communists in the East had actually had um, destroyed what was left of their own system back home, with the complicity of their own governments, of course. But religion, really, uh, in Brit- Britain, uh, was it was tied to the to the crown. That's why it also went under, because in World War One, as an example, even before, but in World War One. Uh, with the crown and the king or the queen being the, the head of the Church of England, then uh, obviously, how, how could you have all your ministers and priests blessing and telling the folk to, to be behind wars, which were antithetical to to the peace and love and all the rest of it? it didn't work, and and so with the, the, the shock of mass deaths in World War One and the mass depression, financial after it too. And it got into World War Two. Uh, Britain didn't, didn't really improve because of uh, the war. You see, war pulls you out of the depression, the physical, the financial depression. But Britain didn't because 
is on rationing and, and tokens really were used uh, for uh, just as well as this money during World War Two. But once again, uh, the church tried and failed really uh, to, to promote the war in um, their churches. And and but the, the, what after World War Two is there's nothing left really to, to to stand up for. They're the broken everything they stood for, and it faded away. It fell away. You see. Sad, really, because then you're in to the, the scientific system running your lives, and you believe in it, and you're taught to believe in it. The science, you're, you're humanists, you know, there's a term for it too, a secular humanist. It has its own manifesto, and it is a religion as well. The man, man is a god, really, and, and the right gods, the right human gods should rule over the rest of you. It's very Greek in a sense, isn't it? I always thought that when I was young. I thought, you know... Um, the Greek idea of gods, like a hierarchy of gods, and it's wonderful too how they're all based on kind of humans. They kind of look like humans, most of them, although they can change their form and shape shifters, etc. And the Greeks had fantastic stories. The children must have loved it even back then. But the Greeks would talk about, uh, again, degrees of godhood. And uh, that the earth itself was the lowest form of existence. And over, because everyone's base and, and temporal and temporary for, for humans and animals and things, we didn't live that long back in those days, something. And, and you're at the mercy of the winds and, and, and uh, the climate and all the rest of it too. And you're at the mercy of bad food supplies at times and wars and famines. Things often brought on by people too. So it wasn't the greatest place to be. So you turned to the gods. And you'd, and what was good about it, too, I suppose, you see, as a primitive man, maybe weren't so primitive, and actually they're pretty intelligent, the Greeks. But they, they, they'd, have, they'd have different gods, which is like India. And by the way, they're they well aware of India and, and Hinduism, uh, etc. The, the Greeks studied all the different religions. But... They knew uh, that uh, the public, as they're suffering, it would help to calm them to some extent, but give them hope in in tough times to pray to different gods for different functions. And that became awfully important, and even the church adopted that, and the Catholic Church adopted some of that too, with saints and so on. Different ones for special purposes, special problems. It's very human. It's a human thing, really. When you think about it, because there's times where nothing scientific is going to dissatisfy you. That old saying, the world is not enough, can be awfully true at times. If you went through really terrible, horrible times in your life, and it's true, the world is not enough. There's no book out there or self-help that's going to help you. They churn these things that machines do, I think, so fast, it's incredible. But uh, there, there's a spiritual side of humans that some folk want more than others. They, they desire more. It's not a weakness, by the way. The total atheists will try to say it's a complete weakness, but it's not. It's a natural thing. And if you get experiences from it that, uh, that are beneficial to you, then obviously there's nothing wrong with them. You know. But the Greeks, is, again, they knew the world was somehow bad. Kind of like the Albigensians, later Albigensians. And so the, the God that was in charge of the world would be the lowest form, the, the Demiurgos, 
a kind of a bully type God, kind of strict and all the rest of it. A very human in some ways. But there's other gods above them. That's how they kind of tried to work it out to be. And they had, the Greeks also had all the different um, schools of thought. They, they call them schools. And only the, the, the wealthier classes got education. That's where the word school comes from, schola, from for, for really leisure, you know. So the, their upper classes had, had more instruction in philosophies and the debate life and, and the meaning of life, if you like, more than other people's. And, and they still wrote it down for future generations to see. So you, you understand that the, the enemy of, of basic human, re- real human feelings and needs, which cannot be supplied all the time by material goods, Uh, are spiritual. And the one thing that the left and the the humanists have hated and the technocrats for for all this time is this remnant of either religion. Uh, uh, They don't mind New Age spirituality because the New Agers uh, can be trained very quickly into sustainability through the food that they're eating, what not to eat, what they should eat, what they should avoid. Don't eat meat, be totally vegan. Step by step, it's like a cult. They're brought into this this way of thing. And it's much easier today, by the way, with, say, the last oh, 20 years of heavy indoctrination through what they call the New Age. I'll, I'll put a, I might put up a little um, a YouTube link to, to a comedic sketch. And you've got to laugh at yourself. I don't care who you are. If you're offended by things all the time, then, then you really have problems. You're not living. You've you, you, you got to get a life in some way. If you can't laugh at yourself, everybody should laugh at themselves sometimes. And this comedian, this is all skit and spirituality. How do, how do you spiritual people, you mean the new age type, the, what you call the modern new age that came out of the old flower power era and got worse and worse and worse to know. It completely changed his character. How do they argue? You know, it's a little comedy sketch he does, and it's awfully, awfully well done. The guy's really good, and the, the team who helps put it together obviously is very professional in some ways. But, but that has happened. In, in the sketch, you'll see a lot of that going on. It's easier to train the, the, the ones who, are, who had the heavy, heavy, heavy brainwashing in school. The world's going to end tomorrow because of mismanagement of the planet. They, they, they don't know. They have no idea that all of this was, was written down years before they were born of how to manage, just like the, the terror campaign for COVID managed by the governments and using their PSYOP teams and so on. This isn't conspiracy stuff. They, they published it. It's been published. I'll, I'll put it up tonight to show you how they, 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 would, they would just terrify the public and, and apply extra anxiety on them, etc., etc., Without letting them know that, 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 that they were doing it. <laughs> you got to understand this. this is, well, they've been doing it all through school for 20-odd years and more, maybe 30 years, preparing, preparing today since then. Today's just a culmination of all that indoctrination from then, with the right generation, all stirred up, ready to, almost ready to go and kill uh, anybody older than themselves. I'm not kidding about that. They tried. This is the communist technique. The communists are run by them too. 
there are no opposing sides. There are no, the leaders in all opposing sides, I mean the real high leaders, and they do have high leaders who manage this like a chessboard, uh, are all in, in the same clubs, you know. Again, you must get change, you must create opposing sides. And say, oh, well, let's work this out and, and get a compromise, which means change, you see. Plan change. So, as I say, the, the one thing gets in the way is any other, uh, like a set type of religion with set values and rules. The new agey is very simple with its set rules. You know, eventually you work yourself to be an ultra-master enlightened person who, who becomes utterly vegan eventually. And the joke amongst them is that uh, a vegetarian is, is, is just a form of sadism. That's what the vegans say. Yeah. You be completely vegan, then you're really altruistic in a sense. You're, you're, you're virtuous. You're, you're, you have high virtue. You can really strut your stuff then and churn out books and how, and, and how spiritual you are, you see. It's become an industry. I hope you've, you've realized it's a complete industry out there. But it's used to control and guide people uh, on, on behalf of those at the top. That's why the sustainability problem, being there's too many of you, are being promoted by the generation that's, that's not going to have children and, and will, will face themselves. They'll die off uh, without really changing much. They're eating very little. And... Um, and, and I really mean it. All these movies they're trying out too, but, but the culling and all the rest of it, and the purge, and there's some different names for them. It's all gearing them all towards this whole idea. They tried this, you know, uh, with the communists in the 60s. You know, don't trust anybody over 30. I mentioned that last week and many times before. And then they started lowering the ages of it. And Bob Dylan, you know, with with you think he's just a single person that writes it, just churned out your stuff and come off it. He, a machinery system. It's a, it's a machine. <laughs> the whole industry is a machine. You don't become a star. You're made to be. And I know all about who who was to manage them. Even a guy in government who was part of the management for creating revolutionaries in the culture industry took him over. I know the whole history of it and. Outcomes, as I say, uh, gather around people wherever you roam and blah, blah. Admit that the waters around you have grown, etc., etc. The times there are changing. And, and it, then it says your, your mother and father is, you know, the older folks should, should, shouldn't stand in the hallway. Get out of the way. In other words, he's telling you, get out of the way. Your sons and your daughters are out beyond your command. This is all done by the well-organized communist agenda, well-funded, with... The the um, participation of specialized government agencies and your big CIA group in the states and so on, making it all happen. Yeah. Do you realize a, an organization like the CIA that has admitted about at one time they had so many of their operatives or agents because they have assets too stuck in all the newsrooms across the country on television. They still do, by the way. All the, the big names will be them. Man and woman, I don't care who they are, especially on talk shows, are part of it. You see? And they, they'll guide their particular flock into the, the, into the, 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 the big battle, the melee, as I say, uh, but try to steer them through it with, and come out with the right opinions, on the desired opinions. On That's how it's all managed. Efficiency. 
this big unwieldy herd, eh, humanity. You must have specialised leaders and agencies managing all the different groups, and they do. <laughs> they, they definitely do. And if you want instant rebellious groups, they'll, they'll give you one very quickly because they'll be agents that are like chameleons. They'll change so fast and parrot the new lines that are all written out for them by the experts and subversions and and stuff like that. It's, it's, this is old, old stuff. Old stuff. Hmm? You little glimpses of it. Not much, actually, but little glimpses of it in the movie The, the Good Shepherd. But there's much deeper information on it if you really study the, the old books. So yeah, governments do uh, work with each other doing all, during all. Why do you think that Richard Nixon, who was the staunchest, supposedly anti-communist, hmm? why he was set up pretty well to fail by the deep state that's always there, the ones who really run everything and, and rule all and manage all. And remember too, with the whole Vietnam fracas and everything else that was going on, the communists, uh, insurgents down in Latin America and things like that, he, he had a name for being a real right-winger, you see. Why do you think the communist China, when he fell out of favor, supposedly, that's what you think, everybody thought he was dead. He just disappeared. And they thought, fuck, he must have died over. Years later, he emerges for his funeral. That's the only time he came back in the limelight for his funeral. And he got this massive burial. I think he got a gun carriage thing, if I remember, too, with the boots going backwards and the, and the, you know, and the stirrups and so on. Something like that. But, and everybody's scratching, wait a minute, we thought he was dead. Where has he been? He'd been overworking with the China. He'd been working covertly with China all those years, getting it all ready for the free trade agreements and the setups, along with Maurice Strong, you know, they're big globalist and sustainability expert. Too many of you stuff. In China, getting all ready with it. The Chinese asked for, for Nixon, Richard Nixon. To be the guy to, to head it all. Why would the communist government ask for their arch enemy to be the, 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 the big heavy, heavy leader to, to, for this integrative system of, of a one way free trade? Because <laughs> pretty well is one way, isn't it? You ship all your cash to them and they, they send you the goods to you. Yeah. So the balance of trade goes out the window from the beginning. It was never meant to be a balance of trade. It was a con by those who rule the world. So things are never as, as they, they appear to be, never, you know. What you have, even in the U.S. right now, the COVID idea, it was meant to change everything and, and try to fucking Fauci's back out. Oh, you better start, you know, locking yourselves up again and... Uh, and, and the spike might happen, but it's not going to happen, and blah, blah, blah. And there's lots of stories, to, and I'll mention some, some of them later on. But here's the thing. It, it was fading off, this whole this whole idea with the COVID thing. And bingo, you, then you get the, the radical left, well-trained, organized. And uh, the, the real leader is you're not going to see in the barricades. And now those barricades, remember, it's like a repetition of the barricades or the barrels they had in France uh, during their, their, one of the revolutions there. That's what it's meant to be like. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll commandeer parts of the streets and so on. That's exactly the textbook. And, and it is. Uh, for, for those at the very, very bottom, they're the disaffected. You can see who they are. 
uh, and I won't go into the details of it because they're very, those are volatile topics now. There's a lot of crazy folk out there, and we understand that. That these are the nihilists and the atheists at the bottom who can do the damage, but they're also, they're also the ones that are easily disposed of at the end of it when their type of usefulness is finished. The ones who really or, really organize it, believe you me, uh, you won't see on camera. Once you plan it all, once with the high agencies and so on, they bring on the cash and have their, their real you know, expertise in intelligence services and agencies and so on. That's how it is. Do you really think that your, your governments, and, and I caught on, as I say before, as I said before, I caught on years ago, do you really think your governments, who, who know all about every one of you daily, it's updated daily on you, do you really believe, and, this, and they, they, look at the Snowden stuff, all the different uh, stuff has been unloaded on the public from, from um, WikiLeaks and so on, and yada, yada, yada. And, and, and the massive, it's like cities now, they collect data on us all. And they admit there's nothing they don't know. But do you really, like even in 9-11, the big cry came up from the, the top groups. Of course they knew about what was going to happen on 9-11. They said there's nothing can be kept hidden like that in this day and age. And it wasn't hidden. And the head of one of the intelligence agencies in Britain came on the day after 9-11 and says, we, we warned them this was going to happen. And other agencies did the same thing. It was meant to happen, to change the Pearl Harbor event. They needed it to happen, right? And that's how things really run and worked out, folks. For big changes, you've got to give a, get a big scare, just like the COVID thing. And when that doesn't work, then you're going to have, oh, here's, here's part two, uh, the, uh, the continuation of terror by a different means. Because they're trying to crash what's, what you, for the public to believe in is the economy. And once this dies down, here's Fauci and the rest of them trying to get you all terrified again. Oh, a spikes could, could happen, you know. Even though the, the World Health Organization has, has lost so much credibility, they come out, well, it probably won't be a spike. It doesn't matter. Facts don't matter. Facts haven't mattered since this whole thing started. It was a massive operation, this. When you see all the countries comply with the same agencies, you know it's a massive deception. And if countries really were all independent, you wouldn't have this cooperation. You have all kinds of ideas out there. Hmm? Let's commit suicide by, by stopping the whole economy of the planet. Hmm? What a farce. What a farce, eh? Mm-hmm. Quite some. And say facts don't matter. Facts really don't matter. But yeah, now they're using again uh, what they call a spike. You know, Antifa talked about that in the training manuals and so on. And other subversive groups are taught by the same people, by the way, <laughs> at the top, you know. And they, they, they've got more prepared and ready for the spike. A spike could be any incident on the list. And when the word is given, uh, the code words, they jump into action, you see. And they, they write, they piggyback on anything that gets the emotions going. In this case, it was a, another guy killed by the police in, in the States. Incredibly so, too. Uh, televised to the world in a slow death. I mean, that was murder. 
I don't care if you had a heart attack in the process. You don't keep a guy in his belly like that for for with a neck on a, a neck for eight and a half minutes anyway. And yes, that is taught by foreign agencies, that technique. Of course it is. We all know that. We all know that. And the fact is, too, uh, okay, if the guy, if the guy was passing off a, a dud $20 bill, that, so you kill them for that? You see what this, this is coming down to. And it has come down that for a long time. That kind of thing. But still, you've got this other group that piggybacks on that. On the emotional thing, because they need numbers. It's a communist technique. The communists always use this technique. You, you, you would exacerbate whatever wrongs were going on, not because you, you cared about the wrong, but because enough people, enough, if enough people did care about the wrong, you could use those folks for numbers. That's what the commun- communism always did. Exacerbate the problem, exacerbate, and then jump on it. So you can get yourself into some kind of leadership capacity and position. That's how it's done. Always was. It's basic stuff. They don't give a darn about but you, right or wrong, or, or some guy getting killed by the cops. They don't care. <laughs> Not in the least. Not in the least at the top. But they do want the same thing to come out of this world order, you know. Sustainability. Just on board with the same agenda that the elite want. I've been telling you about for years. And that David Attenborough and all these elitists who, who belong to eugenic societies, they believe in superior peoples and inferior types. And I've done talks now for years on and off. But um, they don't care about you or your little causes, but they'll use you all. And sure enough, you look at the, all the different groups that are participating. And yeah, you'll use the nihilists and the atheists. There's a lot of folk too with problems, big problems. You can see them. And that's what you let loose. So take the, who carry the can at the end of it, you know. To change the world again. Because if they can extend all the chaos into the fall and then claim there's a big spike too, or release another. And this, this is not an impossibility here. It's been discussed by higher authorities. If they did release something that was uh, more potent, what, why do you think they create all these bio warfare things? Well, I mean, come on here, you're not you're not that naive. They, they admit it that these bio labs, under the pretense of, of one um, fact, if this if this little thing from this bat, this little thing you can't see, decides to jump and evolve a, a few hundred years in a matter of a month or two. Um, we should do it first so we can be prepared for it. That's, that's the excuse that they, they use for gain of function. What a farce. They create, they create uh, like that Lipsitch said in, in the States at Harvard. And by the way, he's on the teams in the States and he was out talking recently. When he talked, I put the link up too. Remember, he was up, I don't know if they pulled it from YouTube, but he, he was giving a talk to students who are going into this field. And that was the title of his talk to them. Is it, is it right that we, uh, we, we are creating potentially um, deadly pandemic diseases in the laboratory? And that, because that's what they do, folks. And there's, 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 they've got an incredible arsenal of stuff they could unleash if they wanted to. But don't forget that the, the goal eventually is a, a, a radical depopulation of the world one way or another. 
they've got a whole generation petrified. Or at least a good segment of, I would be interested to know the percentage of youngsters that truly are uh, um, neurotic about all of this with their indoctrination from junior school all the way up. Using the same techniques, by the way, in the school, the, the, the SAGE group and, and the group that works to, to terrify the who admits it, telling the media to, to basically terrify the public into compliance. It's the same things have been taught in school, terrify the children into accepting this and believing it all. Then when they're in their late teens, let them loose on the public. Uh, you get radicalized, terrorized people who are neurotic with fear. I think it was something, somewhere in, uh, I think it was in the Bible, it said that in the end, the people would, would kill, they'd kill the people, maybe even their parents, and believing, and they believe that they were doing God's work. Other holy books have similar things, because similar things have been done in times gone by, by using youngsters that you radicalize. When it says that the children wouldn't obey parents and, and, and would, would, would be against their parents, that's all been done in ancient times by different regimes. The U.S. has used it in the States. The CIA have used it in Latin America and elsewhere across the world, creating terrorist organizations to supposedly overthrow enemies. You create terrorist organizations of children. And part of the training was to get them to go and to get induction. They'd have to kill their parents and be seen to kill their parents to be allowed into the, 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 new, the new radical group. Do you understand that this is how it really, really... Do you really think that the CIA goes over the world and, and persuades folk to see the better side of things? And, you know, Do you really believe that? Or the School of the Americas? <laughs> they bring them up from Latin American countries, train them to be merciless, merciless terrorizers of the people that they're going to get sent back down to conquer. And it, how it torture and everything, you know, just astonishing how naive folk really are. Or is it part of human nature? I often wonder too, is it part of human nature that if your belly's full and you have enough entertainment and your little bubble world, is, is, here's the same characters coming into that pub in, the, in, your, in your little comedy show that's on every week and, and you know, that's your little world, make-believe and all that. that. That anything outside there done in another country must be the other country's fault. Do you really believe that? Hmm? But that's what you've got. And, and uh, of course, Britain has been complicit in it too. It, it's, it's sad to see what's been going on because the world... Do you really think... Here's something you've got to understand right now. Just a few years ago, you saw armies, literally armies, like miles and miles of folk coming across from Africa and other countries, the Middle East as well. They've been under attack for years, especially the ones in the Middle East. They've been in a 30 years war from Gulf War One to the present. Taking one, the countries on the list, the, the PNAC group countries, all published, and the general, you know, that talked about it too, and democracy now, he says, yeah, yeah. You know, 
there's a whole list of countries to get taken out. Well, the, and I, I did talks on the blowback. Well, what do you think? What, what, what do you think all these folk are going to do and see Libya? And Iraq and Syria or Iran, which has been under the, for years, and it's a technique to terrorise them so much for fear of total destruction. They'll emigrate out. By the way, I've, I've got lot, I've got all the all the declassified stuff, for, and some of the stuff is maybe not so quite declassified. I've had it for years. That's how you do it. You don't have to even bomb them at times. But if you're if you're getting bombed, what do you think they're going to do when they're being told they're not going to be allowed to to rebuild up to it to be a prosperous and, and self-sustaining country? That was the agenda. The Kissinger and Brzezinski had, had differed about. They didn't argue. They, had, they were in the same organisation, CFR and Trilateral, and they they literally. Um, Kissinger said, well, it's maybe better if we have the, the long-term approach where you, you just bring them. Basically, he means bomb them in the Stone Age and don't allow them to, 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 to rebuild their country, keep them, finance different segments that, were, that had come to, be, to live in peace, even if it was forced peace by Saddam Hussein, for instance. Uh, he kept the peace to an extent uh, and kept everything functioning, whether you like it or not. That's a fact. <laughs> But now, now of course, the, the U.S. has financed all different groups to war with each other, and that's what Kissinger said they wanted. Then they'd never get be able to formulate and create a country again that was workable or a danger to anybody. That's what, you know. Well, they weren't a danger to the West in the first place. Not the West. And then, of course, they went into uh, Libya and destroyed that too. And that was the most prosperous country. As we know, I won't go into all the facts. Facts don't matter anymore. Folk tend to make their minds up on things without really studying anything, or even trying to remember what happened in their own lifetime. It was all looted, and again, they used the armaments, the armaments that they caught too, and they used them to supply ISIS, with all the different changing names of the same group, financed by the West, again, the US, to attack Syria. And they're still attacking it yet, by the way, and the US has still got the oil fields in the north. And they built two more bases up there as well during all this peaceful period. But the blowback is the people, uh, yeah, they're getting out. And so armies of them came across in the EU. We saw them. <laughs> Folk in Germany were waking up, and, and there, was, there was hundreds of them going through the streets and everything. And they were getting welcomed off the trains in Sweden and elsewhere, blah. They changed the face of Europe forever. That was part. But again, military aged men. Hmm? Now, you just take what's happening now with, with the so-called Antifa movement. A lot of them, that they're actually, they've been going into different uh, places in the States and elsewhere. Well, I won't even go into much detail, but some of them are definitely from those groups, by the way. And I'm sure a lot of them are actually paid to do it as well by agencies above them. But they jumped on it on the bandwagon, and they, they weren't into Black Lives Matter. But they're well organized, the ones, those particular ones. So there's more to all of the things that meet the eye, and it's obviously been approved and authorized by those at the top because you've watched it happen in Britain. You've got to step back out of the massive onslaught, visual and auditory onslaught you've got by the same media that gave you the, the COVID idea and lockdowns and the destruction of the economy and all the rest of it. And, and literally terrified, deliberately terrified the public. And go back, stand, stand back from all of it. All of this was happening across Europe too, and in London, and even in Ireland, where they've had horrific things done to, to Irish people. 
but by people who are incomers. And uh, this, this is the key to it, too. The incomers think they're on, in some kind of revolution because the media is telling them that. Uh, young guys who are 16, 70 have no idea they're getting used. And, and they will pay for it down the road. Like Bezmanov said, the used folk, and the, the, the ones that they use because they are technically revolutionaries, even if they're just violent, uh, are, are done away with by the, the utopic system they help bring in. That standard, but let's go back again to the whole idea, uh, as I say, of the elite, what the elite wants. They plan everything way, way ahead, and they're experts at using revolutions, all kinds of cover, not just color, but cover. They're covers for something else, you see. And those who get round up with emotions, because everyone's got a chip in their shoulder, everybody's got a chip in their shoulder these days, it's quite easy to get to them, to get them into gangs or groups and the rest of it. And, and tell them to go at it. And that's the message across London, for instance, as they topple statues. They literally think that they're getting rid of grievances. Uh, for what? They, what? they personally, what's their beef? Think about it. See, emotions don't, are not logical when you enter this kind of state of frenzy and sort of retribution or whatever it happens to be. It's racism. It's just turning the, the tables. And, and the ones who are the victims, literally, uh, claiming victimhood, are, are, are being racist to everybody else that's around them. They're given their target. They're given their target group, obviously. It's allowed and it's permitted and promoted from the very top. And that the BBC media is all on board with it, which gives the message to the rioters, go ahead, do what you want. And they are doing what they want. They're, 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 they're stabbing people here and there and all that kind of stuff. And, and they think they're going to get away with it all. It's just astonishing to watch this happen. But it's, it's because the elite want it to happen. The, 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 people, the rest of the ordinary people have no idea what I'm talking about. That, that this is all permitted and planned to happen. This is this is standard technique of the elite done in other countries. They've used it in every other country. And now they're simply using it in, in their domestic countries. It's a change it all for a world system. But you must create a, a chaotic system a violent system, in order to clash down on it. And they'll clamp down on everybody, everybody, big time. And that's the agenda for a new type of system of authoritarian control. That's what it is, folks. Don't you believe that the ones at the top? But what's astonishing, too, is all these members of parliament are just so radically left. That's what it appears to be. But the fact is they take the orders from the ultra-elite in, in, in England. Of course they do. As they turn a blind eye to what really, really is happening here and the violence. Is, and there's violence going on here. And that's the message that somehow it's a, it's a revolution for, for righteousness. Who's kidding who? Who's kidding who for righteousness? Eh? You'll, you'll end up in the same boat, all of you. And the elite don't want so many of us all around anymore of any color or creed or whatever. Believe you me. So they're all getting used. And it's unfortunate that, that uh, they've written off X amount. I don't know what the number will be of, of folk that are allowed to get killed and, and murdered, you see. But they definitely are accepted. They've got, they've got a definite quota of allowance. There's no doubt about it. And uh, Britain is not what you think it is. It never really was. And uh, today it's, it's very apparent that it's not there to stand up for, say, British people or even domestic populations, uh, traditional domestic populations, no way at all. Uh, the, the peasants in Britain, it doesn't matter what colour you are, are still peasants to the ultra-elite and, and the ultra-elite of the world. 
quite happily intermarry with each other at the very top. Around the, they're, they're international at the very top. And they see all the peoples of the world in the same light. You, you're, the, you're the remnants left behind after evolution. That's what they tell you in, in eugenics. You'll never make it. If you haven't made it by now up to their level, then you never will. You should read the, the reports from the Eugenics Society. There's whole records of their, of their meetings up there and their, their agendas going back a hundred years from their own, their own records, you know. So that's what it is. They, they, they don't shed a tear. It's no different than sending thousands of troops into battle. And they don't care how many they lose, as long as they have a few more than the enemy at the end of it, and you've won. They don't see you as people really at the top, and never really have. It's, it's very appropriate to remember the, the movie Braveheart, when King Edward uses different, again, ethnic groups against other ethnic groups as warriors. Standard technique for the of British Empire. Uh, and used uh, try to use Irish against the Scots, and Welsh against the, 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 even the English and the Scots at different times. Uh, so they, they, this is what they've always done. And Edward eventually tells the archer when there's a, a battle, a hand-to-hand battle going on, he tells his own archers to fire into the crowds that are all combating. He said, "But we'll kill our own men." He said, "It doesn't matter. We've got more in reserve." That's how it really is, folks. For all you silly folk who, who literally think you're, you're getting your own back, your own back for, for, for some uh, reinforced, indoctrinated grievances of the past. It's astonishing. Like, this going to make a big difference by killing other folk today. Is that, is that what you really think? Is, do you really think you're going to get away with this and they're not being used? It's just amazing to watch it all happen. And all these prostitutes in government in different countries is pretending they don't know what's going on, even though it's all over YouTube and reality. But uh, you wouldn't know that if you watched the BBC, the Marxist BBC, who really are sworn legions. They'll all get up the ladder and make it OBEs eventually in big bank accounts if they play the game on behalf of their masters. That's how it really works. Just, just like the blowback, planned blowback from the Middle Eastern wars. They, plan, they didn't say, oh my goodness, we didn't realize that armies of people would, would leave Africa and different countries and, and the Middle East and flood through Europe. And Of course they knew that. It's a, it's a chess game. What do we get when we do this, this, and this? And that's what will happen. It's all planned years ago, sometimes before you're born. That's how things really, really are at work, you know. And it's never for the, for the benefit of any domestic population. They're just cannon fodder. That's what you are. All of those things that are happening are authorized from the top. Because believe you me, uh, there's nothing happens. I don't care what, what scrambled um, systems are using for communication. Have you seen that the GCHQ in Britain is, 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 is like the, it's like the NSA. There's thousands and thousands of folk employed there. All the latest stuff, and experts, blah blah blah. They they, they break everything. And, and I'll tell you another thing too. Anything that, that, that they'll use is oh, it's scrambled for the pro. That they they've used them for the for the groups 
over in the Middle East when they wind up rises in Egypt and so on, all designed by the West to scramble them. It's the same stuff they're using here in the Southern Cryptids. It's completely <laughs> decoded in real time by GCHQ. They know what's going on. They know where folk are going to target and pull down stats because it's all organized. There's professors and everything involved in, in, in the US and in Britain with all this stuff. It's meant to happen because you're going to go into a, a time after all this of um, change. This is the century of change. I've talked about it, transition. They talked about universities in the 20th century. Oh, the coming change, the, the century of change, century of transition. Everything was to transition, literally everything. And here we have thinking, definitely, big time, into sustainability and Manage, better management by the authorities to save you all again. Don't, don't forget, it's always the same hype. When they have the, the, their meetings on, on sustainability, and which are completely intertwined with um, the climate change group, because they used the climate, thought that would fit the bill. The Club of Rome said that they were given the task to find something. That would, we're all going to die unless we do that. Well, it's going to be the climate, and we're causing it. Man's enemy, yada, yada. So, so that's what they, they, they used for a while. And uh, global warming just fell, just fell into the dust. This last few nights here in Canada, northern Ontario here, uh, I've had freezing temperatures at, at night, but 2 in the morning. It's just down to 32, 33 degrees uh, and uh, the highest in the last week has been about 40, I think, at night. So, uh, any excuse in terrorized, oh, you're all, you're all going to die and fry, fry, they're all going to fry. If you don't reduce the population, you're the problem. And the World, World Economic Forum, oh, it's, it's ad nauseum, isn't it? The World Economic Forum said at the last meeting last year that humans again were the problem and that weren't taken all seriously enough. And you were still consuming and consuming. You weren't going to go into a post-consumer society. So they'd have to make something happen. Well, bingo, you got it. COVID, now riots. And then you only have the, 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 the fake financial system that, that, that can add as many. They can keep putting fake money into to their fake accounts if they want to at the top. For as long as they want to. It's all fake. It's all based on nothing, for goodness sake. But they're not going to tell you that. They're going to say, oh my God, your dollar is going to be, and your pound in Britain is going to be so devalued by another 30-40% after the last big crash, 2007 eight. Uh, then, oh, you, you've got real austerities here. Bingo! They wanted austerity. And they wanted energy taxes. That's what technocracy is all about. Everything is an energy unit. And they've floated the ideas again. Oh, energy is a, is, is a currency unit. How much are you consuming? Even your food, all that. What did it? What much energy went into growing those vegetables, etc.? And then they even put the cost of the pesticides in them too. By the way, oh, the energy you make those pesticides and chemicals. Oh my God, it's all energy units, energy. And this is this is your new system again. Bertrand Russell talked about it, a credit system. Because they were quite well aware of what technocracy was. And so were the Soviets, by the way. The Soviets were to be based on a kind of system like that. All energy units, consumption, materialism, etc. Each item of the material would cost so much to make, blah, blah, blah. And then they work out a cost on it. and That's how it's all done. You don't, money, right now, is a substitute for all this, isn't it? 
It really is. So there's nothing that they're, they're, they're planned that they're not going to get. They're in the process of getting what they want. And they use terror after terror, either diseases or famine, because you can create a famine quite easily, uh, or anything they want to do quite easily. It's not far-fetched, by the way, to go through, looking at Africa. Looking at Africa. And I remember, I won't, I won't go into all the thing about AIDS and so on, but I do remember uh, when they were discussing, it's a different thing in Africa, it was hitting them faster and quicker and so on. And that was one of their target countries for, you know, for that Kissinger talked about, the third world countries at the time, that were that were reproducing too quickly, you said. And bingo, they get hit with something like that. They hit them faster, much faster than the West. And it's, it's, it's never been really fully, fully um, explained, a lot of this stuff. And I won't go into it all, because again, you get hammered for false news. You know, the official news comes from Fauci, who's been known the AIDS thing since the beginning along with Gallo and so on, but uh, same characters, isn't it? Same characters, but that's just coincidence. So you're living through a script. I've said it so many times, you're living through a script, a pre-written script, and all the big parts of it are just part of a plan, you see, a script, and they unfold it step by step, and you'll adapt into it. In reality, thinking it's all just real reality. <laughs> this is your reality. Well, they had to save us all from dying of that COVID thing. And then you, you, scam after scam has served. Never mind the fact there's no logic or reality to six feet apart. It was invented by a schoolgirl to get her name in the history books by her daddy, who worked in computer programming uh, for the military-industrial complex. No basis in reality. Never been done before. It's six feet apart. Oh, the SARS one was probably about three feet apart. This is going to be double that, six feet apart. And and sure enough, apparently they they they, they could arrest you. And that the public so terrified in the stores, they'd literally have hysterical fits if 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 a person was getting too close to another shopper, you know, and walking one way. All this absolute new think, new behaviour. You see. New obedience. It's all new, new, new. And when it, when you're adapting to new, 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 nonsensical stuff, do you realize it's just, that is the stampede I've talked about many times. They get you moving. You, you like the field you're in. You get comfy with it. You're chewing away. You're chewing the grass. It's nice. How do you get from there? Well, you get new, new, new until you're terrified. And when you're terrified, uh, all reasoning goes out the window. And you adapt to what you've been told. No matter how silly it is, if you're told that you walk on your hands, Everywhere you'd, you'd start to, a lot would start to do it. They would. Yes, they would. If they're terrified, they would. A lot of the women, it was, it was, a, it was a fake uh, message on 4chan, apparently. And again, the Stockholm syndromes jumped in to the group that's been terrorized. Oh, there's too many folk. We're going to starve to death. Oh my God, we're going to fry in the world and deforestation. No, oh, terrible. And, um, and and a lot of the folk who, who read that, the girl woman, uh, they said they were, to, they were to shave their heads in compliance to show they're on board with the whole. They did. It was a joke. But they did it. They didn't know it was a joke. Because that Stockholm Syndrome, I'll show how virtuous I am and they'll leave me alone. They, won't, they might not bash me in and, you know. But it's all allowed by your governments. But we're all on board with this. 
And no matter how many die, even with COVID, remember, they can't get medical treatment and all the rest. Oh, massive, huge. Doesn't matter. That's an acceptable figure. Whoever the figure is, it's an acceptable figure. It would be the same thing with the chaos, with, with, uh, with this literally on the edge. A massive communist revolution is on the go. This has nothing to do with the protest. It was hijacked immediately by the Antifa group. It's well-funded and well-paid. By the leaders are at the top, anyway. And, and they use all the radical types who, who haven't grown up yet and, and figured anything out yet, you see. They use them uh, for all the... They're the ones who take the... Take, see, they carry the can eventually when, when they, 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 they come for them. Brzezinski talked about this technique. Uh, once they've got the system in, it's decided upon by powers above them, by the way, then you can't allow them to, to continue because they, they won't get their utopia. They won't get their perpetual life of free drugs and, and free food and free whatever else is their fancy for the day. Every day, they won't get that. So they'll, they'll create more riots and, and the authorities know that who they are and they come for them. That's the Soviet system. That's how it's done. But yeah, it doesn't matter if they get unleashed. Just, and this is the dangerous time, by the way, uh, when they're, they're putting up their little... Um, Free zones, to say, the little barrels in France that had them in the revolution, and the late revolution, sorry, and the barricades. Uh, they turn on each other towards the end. That's the standard thing that happens. Because the radical folk, they're left there, you know. And um, no, nothing can make them happy. The, the problems inside them, some of them are mentally ill, for goodness sake. And. Um, they start to argue for supremacy, different groups form it amongst them. It's already happening in the States. Of who should rule the little area, you see. They found the same thing with communes that were so well studied by the FBI and CIA, who were buying a lot of it back in the 60s and 70s, and using the behaviorists to study. Even, even you find that Manson... His one of his, his main his main communes that he had there his, his group it was supplied and studied by they had cameras up by the FBI studying the behavior. So did Jonestown, by the way. Yeah? You always find the same things happening. It's so unbelievable for folk. They don't want to believe it, even when it's admitted by the authorities. It's astonishing. But yeah, yeah they, they always turn on each other for supremacy. Even in a even in a commune, even in the hippie communes, and so they start off with their free love and that and their utopia, and um, and pass the weed until it started to get less of it, and and then some of them would want special food eventually to get fed up eating just vegetables, and they wouldn't have no money, so they'd some of them would start to to, to extort money from folk around them. That's already happening in the states too, in some of these places, extortion. They've had it coming out. And uh, and then they turn on each other, and, and they'll literally have arguments about who's who's the most virtuous amongst uh, each other. You know, I, I should be the leader. I'm the more, and it's all again. Um, I call it social preening. It isn't just uh, the virtue signalling. It's beyond virtue signalling. It's virtue preening, as they strut in the chest out and uh, how, how wonderful I am. And I'll, I'll put I will put up that little link. It's quite comical. And it's good. It's a good comedy, actually. Uh, 
of how do spiritual people argue. And folks should remember, if you can't laugh at yourselves, you you really do have a, you don't have a life. You know, you should get a life. Now remember too, you can help me keep along me. As for, as this kind of settles down a bit with the COVID thing. Folk go back to the sleep and ensure the money will drop off, etc. And and I have to live as like everybody else, believe you me. And um, I live in generally a lot cheaper than most folk out there. I really do. And um, you help me take along and keep my websites going by buying the books, the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And you find out how to, to pay for it and to donate if you want to. Donations are certainly welcome uh, through PayPal or even send cash if you want to. And, uh, and checks. Because um, the times we're going through, you've got to keep these lines of communication open. And so much out there is so compromised. I really mean that. It isn't just the groups doing all the radical stuff. You'd be surprised. You'd be, you'd be, this reality is very surprising. And my whole message has always been you think for yourselves. You can always look up everything yourself and make your own opinions on what evidence you can get. And even when you find evidence, just don't always swallow it and believe it. You always say, where is it coming from? Who else is behind it, etc. Politics, to me, is a joke. Because you have one group again, back to the stonecutter. You've got one group really running all sides. Of course you have. The, the deep state didn't suddenly appear with Donald Trump being his arch, you know, an arch enemy of it. It's always been there. It wasn't just um, Eisenhower that, that talks about uh, but we are, we are the military-industrial complex and those seeking to get power over the, you know. It's, it's, it was there long before he came along. It was there before World War Two in the States. You can go way back in the States. It's, it's in human nature. Wherever you get money coming in, too, you've got this clique that, 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 oh, that, that they immediately say, how can we get most of it? Well, let's create a, a central bank system or whatever it is. Or, you know, that's how it's done, folks. There's an old saying that evil never sleeps. It, does, it doesn't. And what's really amazing when you study people is those who are truly evil can rationalize what they do away quite easily because they're psychopaths. They'd be so convincing, you'll even believe them. Well, you know, they weren't that bad, you know. So as I say, you've got to look at what's out there and why it's out there and so on. And uh, some things uh, that I can remember, the, the old patriot movement in the States, there was all kinds of movements out there, but this, this, what they all had in common was the rights of the people. Folk have forgotten that. It doesn't matter what parties they belonged to, they still stuck to the rights of the people. That's, that was written into the, to the foundations of the U.S., basically. And yeah, they've been chipped away and chipped away, and again through wars, all crises and wars and so on. And they forget and forget until you've got a massive bureaucracy and, and, and new bureaucracies forming all the time. And, but they're all there to save us all from either financial collapse or whatever it has to be, as they plunder the economy over and over and over. Oh, let's create a, a G20 uh, and, and, and a World Economic Forum, eh? 
And, and let's have this these private groups like the Council on Foreign Relations decide everything for us and, and draft up treaties and trade treaties and stuff like that, which again will subvert sovereignty and, and, and until you meld into a big world system, you see. That's how it's all been done. But the old patriot movements used to literally stand up together for things. And they knew that they watched the politicians with like hawks. You could never trust, but I don't care who they are. And the groups behind them. The presidents are generally front people anyway, just fronts. But the big deep state's always been there. Always been there. So yeah, go into parliamentarymatrix.com website, make a list of all my official sites, and if one goes down, hopefully I'll have, I can still use other ones. And the reason I had so many is because when I, when I started up and came out with this, and I was on some big shows and so on, and coast-to-coast shows and things, I, I told them it was like it was, and it was shocking to a lot of people at the time. And I'd get hammered immediately with my websites. So I put more up, because literally they'd stall, they'd stall me right out. They, they, they'd give me trouble uploading to them. I was getting shadow banned by the companies and corporations themselves, or I'd be using a satellite, all the satellite would go on, boof. You know, often. <laughs> I'll talk to till five in the morning, night after night, trying to find out what's wrong. Come on. You know, I found out eventually they had a choke on it. They call it a choke. But a new girl was on one night who punched up. So oh, there's a, I said, there's a choke on Yes, there is a choke on, you know. After years of denying it. <laughs> so yeah, this is how it really works, folks. And I don't push politicians or the systems behind it. It's the same system behind them all. And so you can, so you can help me take along and how to do it and donate and so on at cuttingthroughthematrix.com website. And you can always get this, the, the, the show first before other folk put it up if you want to, if you're in a hurry. Okay? And by the way, I should mention this too. I'll be picking up the books this week and, um, and have them probably posted out before the end of the week along with this and all the rest of it. Now that things are opening up a little bit now, I should get a whole bunch of them just in case. They, because they, they want to shut down that, that economy again. You know, that don't, they don't really want it opening up. They want it to be so bust globally, you'll, you'll merge in this new global system, global management system. The, the, the UN's proud on about this event being wonderful for bringing in a world governmental system. And the UN, I don't care if, if it's a far-left communist or it's run, it's owned by the, the richest folk on the planet. There are no sides here. Do you really think if, if there were a, a sides and that politics worked, why do you think you're so darn poor, most of you? Hmm? As I've said before, if it worked for the people, it would get banned. And why do they devalue the currency when it isn't backed by anything? Hmm? Anyway, that's where we are with it all. So remember, um, donate to me and help me take along here. It's awfully important because you'd be surprised that so many folk really do use Don't believe that whatever you see on the figures on the sites. <laughs> really, you don't believe that at all.
They've been doing that for years. And some of the ones that are big out there, by the way, who even use my stuff, um, you'd be surprised what's behind them. You really will. But I won't grouch about it. And it doesn't surprise me, but uh, it's sad to see folk go under and folk to get bought over and approached, etc. And then starting to keep the whole con job of, of present politics going out the way it is going. There's a one-party system at the very, very top, and they're always having a party and laughing at us all as they have the party. Everything else is just part of the dialectic, of course. And the rulers of this world, as I say, that can literally get an army mobilized in, in a week if they want to do and have it off to wherever they want on the planet to, to kill and destroy and demolish. Uh, do you really think that they just don't know how to handle it? Do you really believe this? The poor souls on the streets are strutting about looking, some of them like mentally ill folk. Really, some of them are. Do you really think, did they really think that, they're, that the world's watching them because they now have really have power? Do you really think that? Whatever's happening today is because the real deep state, the real rulers of the planet, want this to happen for, for their own benefit. Because they will end up uh, consolidating all power over everything on the whole planet through all of this, all of it. And all the ones at the bottom, well, we're all for sustainability and, and being good to nature and, and not eating much and, and, and all the same agenda. Eh? Well, wait till you get your first bad winter without much power and you're freezing because humans take energy to live. Everything that lives on the planet does use energy to live. Everything. Mm-mm-mm. But when you can't heat yourself, and the weather's bad, and, and then you get your colds, turns into pneumonia, and your energy is down low, your immune system is shot because you're malnourished, good luck to you. Good luck to you. There's your utopia. Now what I'm going to do now is go into, and don't yawn, the COVID thing, because even though you've, you've got to understand you should have a record of, of all the cons that have gone on up until now. And they're not finished with it yet, don't forget. They're not finished with it yet at all. If they can, if they can make it stick again and terrify the public once more using all their psychological terrorist teams, which they employ, and this is a fact, it's not fake news that's come out, and I'll put links up tonight to the different teams, including the ones that work for SAGE, and other ones for the government and uh, universities as well. Uh, they're well paid, these, these people who play with your, your head, uh, mind control, uh, and use terror and fear to coerce you into doing what they say is the right thing. Of course, that's a great thing for psychopaths to say when they rule governments and things like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's just astonishing that we live up, we put up with this nonsense over and over again, actually, not just with diseases. So I'll I'll go through some of these articles now on that first of all before we get into all the things that have happened that have taken over from it in the interim, as I say, before they bring it all back again with all oh, spite, my goodness, eh? And there you go. Eh? Now what we know too, and this is true, uh, there's a couple of, uh, two or three articles up actually, 
they came out about the, 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 the awful con. It's, it's an awful joke. Um, when they attacked Trump, when he, when he came out with uh, the hydroxychloroquine treatment, right? Cause, and, and forgetting all the, all the time, of course, that that was advised by the doctors at the time for SARS when it broke out in 2003. It was okay for that, but as soon as Trump mentioned it, because don't forget from the beginning, you had this, this clique, this clique that runs infectious disease departments of the planet, really. You know, you've got Bill Gates, who literally runs the WHO, it would seem, by the financing and so on. And it, Gates has got his fingers in with uh, the pies of um, Fauci and his different companies as well. And many other ones as well. It's just a, it's a small world in a sense. It's a club, you see. And it's, uh, and it's true, you're not in it, that's for sure. As the comedian once said. But the fact is, they're not finished with it, with it yet. But it, you, you, and I said it from the start. It says, isn't it odd that they said that for the first time in history, your own immune system is going to be no use. They won't give you the vaccination. As soon as they heard that this, this disease had broken out, oh, you got a vaccination is going to be the only way you're going to get back to work and be allowed out of your houses and yada, yada, yada. Eh? Never, you've never heard this in history before, where the, where the healthy are quarantined. And even when your immune system kicks in, and most folk, uh, that have, that have, uh, they don't even know they've had it or have already got the antibodies to it. Now, your, your own antibodies aren't good enough for the natural way they've developed. You have to get a vaccination to make your, your own antibodies work better. <laughs> what a joke this is, to sell their con games and stuff. I really don't trust them, especially with Bill Gates and so on. I really don't. Because this man is, is really into population reduction. He's quite open about it. Why would you take vaccinations this guy's pushing? Seriously, any thinking person, for goodness sake. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, from the start, yeah, so hydroxychloroquine that, that the Chinese were using and other, other countries used as well and uh, had said they claimed they have good results with it, yada, yada, yada. And there was uh, a doctor in New York City who was in charge of a big community there and uh, he used it uh, along with a couple other medications and had tremendous results, according to. But the, the press immediately, oh no, no, whatever Fauci says is true, you know, that's going to be no use at all, yada, yada. Only his stuff and the vaccines, when they're made, will be any good at all. And, and uh, <laughs> he, already, he already had it in mind, Fauci, which company was going to get the contracts like Gilead for the, for the antivirals. You know, it's a small world, as I say. So everything else was bad, 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 bad. So everything was cheap. And that's the that's key, you see. They, they don't like anything that's going to be cheap. Uh, you may have a killing when the blood runs in the streets. That's what uh, Rothschild said when he was asked about when the best time to make money, or, you know. Uh, so when the blood's running in the streets, folk are terrified. They'll pay anything to survive, right? And hydroxychloroquine is plentiful and cheap. And uh, now, of course, they're put on prescription only, I think. Uh, as they corner the market once again, right? But here's the thing, as, as comical what came out, uh, all the papers parted Fauci and so on, and even uh, the British Medical Journal, uh, the Lancet, broke its lance on this one because they, they published the same thing, or oh, hydroxychloroquine or chloroquine with or without a macrolide for treatment of COVID-19, a multinational registry analysis. 
and they took this analysis uh, from Professor Mandeep or Mira, MD, and all this kind of thing. Turns out that the folk, about six of them that did the study, one of them uh, was involved in um, risky photographs, uh, material, or video. <laughs> That was her speciality, and a few. This is incredible stuff, really, because the money's been thrown out. You see, and no doubt they wanted to to defame this stuff, so they they got this little group to do it, and um, and the, and the, the the Lancet published it as well. So I'll put up the night too a couple of articles, and one is on their story where they officially they actually parted the stuff that was done by this little group of whoever you know, and. Um, and then they had to retract it eventually and admit they were wrong because the, the group had no qualifications at all to do any kind of study, <laughs> apparently. And, and I don't think they did it anyway, they just made up. And so they got uh, egg on their faces on their broken lance. So there you go. I mean, they all parted the same stuff, but that's who they got to do the supposed in-depth study, and it was a complete farce. I like to know the money they paid, the taxpayers' money they paid for that too, to try to make it valid, eh? So you'd have to take, oh, you must take the Gilead antivirals, you know, going to sex. So, yeah, the, the Lancet had to retract it and admit it. Not very humbly, though, mind you, they didn't put anything, they just retracted. And some other articles have got it to who these characters were that did this, this joke altogether. And I'll put them up tonight, right? Now... It's a stack of stuff. I'm just going to go through some of these articles here to show you the first of all. This one here, too, is uh, from this this team that were put out by the SAGE team and uh, the Behavioural Sciences to help fight the coronavirus. And, and they talk about uh, how to get people to cooperate and do what they're told and obey, basically, you know, and how they'd have to uh, really frighten them and and. and, and Create more how to how to create more anxiety amongst them to get and coerce them to to accept what, the, what you wanted them to do and so on, and how they could really change society and social norms uh, during uh, a, a fear campaign. They admit all this stuff quite openly. This is what the government hired to to to, to terrify you, and to put this whole thing into action. Or I hate even use the word government. What is the government today over in Britain? What is that? That creation it certainly isn't anything to do with ordinary folk who've been totally destroyed <laughs> over quite a few years by the actions of the government. But the, the, yeah, they go into they, they mentioned two in the article that might lead to undesirable action, other lockdowns, such as learning that they may not need, might need surgery and so on. People express unwillingness to isolate themselves when they harbour doubts about the chances of infecting others. Yeah, they go through it all and how they'd have to coerce them and cause more fear and how to get other folk to turn on them if they weren't complying exactly. If they weren't feeling the fear, they would get other folk to turn on them. And you saw that in the stores and things, didn't you? Don't, you're not six feet apart. Oh, you can only walk in one direction. I said in one of the stores, I said, well, can I reverse? You know, can I, can I walk backwards up a bit? <laughs> I mean, you can't do that, you know. So this is, this is the farce, eh? This is mental illness, folks. The, the, the creative for by tampering with the mind in a terror campaign, they created mental illness amongst the public. Who literally, uh, I'm surprised they haven't been attacking each other. Maybe they have been. I'm sure there have been instances of that. I'm sure they have been. So yeah, wait and see. But 
yeah, they, they, they talk about what they can do and how to how to terrify them all and and uh, all the other side effects of depression, maybe even suicide, yada yada. Now it'll take maybe even years to get over it for some folk with the, the mental damage that will do. I, I, there's nothing that they didn't know to start with, eh? And I'm sure they were studying this all like like little flies in a jar. But yeah, the UK Behavioural Insights team worked with them. This all part of I mentioned that years you know a few years back ago. How they use the BITs uh, all through the internet systems too to nudge you all and to punish you too. They work with uh, with all the big uh, providers etc. to punish you and block you and yada yada. This is they're part of the the war on you. And uh, they talk about the behaviour change wheel centers on a model of behaviour change consisting of three essential elements: capability, opportunity, and motivation. Individuals have to be psychologically or physically able to undertake the behavior. The environment that surrounds them needs to facilitate the behavior, and their own mental processes need to energize and direct the behavior. Authors of this approach have issued some material specific to the coronavirus. The EAST, E-A-S-T, the EAST framework, emphasizes that behavior changes more likely when the behavior is made easy, attractive, social, and timely. But then they go through the different techniques for the folk who don't quite are not terrified by it, how to, to terrify them, basically. Quite amazing, eh? And y- your tax money paid for all this, for your destruction and for your abuse. You've all been abused. I hope you understand this. It's real abuse for something really that was really... Um, uh, that for a lower death rate than the flu normally causes in most of the countries. Again, facts don't matter when there's big plans because it's, it's a change the world. Oh, it'll never be the same again, remember? And oh my God, there's going to be a financial chaos after this. Oh, oh dear, dear, dear. And austerity. All the, all the parts of the agenda they were pushing. Mm, yep. But they go into it in, in quite detail too. And there's 25 pages of this one and I'll put this link up for you. That's from their own site themselves. And, uh, yeah, you paid for it all. Yep, terrify the public and coerce them into obeyance. Eh? And now they're bringing it all back again, eh? They're quite, quite amazing. It was okay. They, they, they told the virus to go on hold while well, they, 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 they had the demonstrations. And then the other ones that did the riots, had that for the, they went on hold for that too. And especially in the States, it's quite amazing to see the far-left people and different state power, different states, the power, who were absolutely brutal about following the whole agenda and mandating vaccinations for all yadi yad social distancing and, and how they're going to force folk to comply, who went out and demonstrated eh, shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> during the, so it's quite amazing. It's a politically motivated virus. Eh? It just stopped dead and says, okay. It's okay for this. Yep. Anything else? No, you couldn't do anything, anything at all. Uh, in fact, it's like you had to have sex with a mask on, for goodness sake. And don't have, and it's illegal to have sex with strangers during it. Did you know that in Britain? Oh, God, I'm sure they all made that one. Especially those at the top of government. But, uh, yeah, this is the farce you're, you're, you're brought through. And I'll put another article up on the same thing. Sage publishes evidence behind advice on lockdown following calls for more transparency. Mm-hmm. And uh, they revealed their evidence behind their guidance following calls for transparency. The Scientific Advisory Group for Emergencies, Sage. That's what it's called. 
It's also used in magic, you know, that's probably why they, they picked the, the name. I bet you it did, because it's all magic, isn't it? Has published a, pe- a number of statements on accompanying evidence for measures like the lockdown and issues such as herd immunity. Particularly, they advised lockdown restrictions be eased very gradually in order to maintain public trust and health policy. <laughs> They've lost all of that, I think. And uh, it, it's quite amazing, as I say, what they've done. Uh, especially when they talked about. But look at the evidence, too. They've killed more old folk but by throwing them in with infected people and, all, and put them on ventilators. This, this, is, this is murder, folks. And yes, there's nurses coming out and talking about it openly. That's what's been happening here. This is murder. And it's getting everybody used, everybody used to this idea of euthanasia. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. And then um, another one, COVID coercion, Boris Johnson's psychological attack. And Why would this? He's just a front man, too. Hmm? A good front man is in the city of London. Now, the city of London, like, like May was, too. Theresa May, she's also in with the city of London. In the real, the real country. <laughs> Everything else is just uh, to be used, peasantry. And um, it goes on to, to they, they came out with this too, SP1B, this group that, that's subcontract as part of the SAGE, SP1B. And how they started off, and at least came out publicly in the swine flu pandemic, received advice from a subgroup called the Scientific Pandemic Influenza Group on Behaviour and Communications. Uh, the group was reconvened on 13th February this year. This time its, it's remit was limited to behaviour and it was uh, renamed the Scientific Pandemic Influenza Group on Behaviour. Mm-hmm. And they had meetings with themselves and so on and updated their thing. And again, the PDF is, is actually mirrored off the site too. I think that's the UK column there. But when you go into their actual stuff, they, they talk about it, how they could uh, encourage fear amongst the people to make them obey you know, and, and increase tension amongst them, anxiety. That's the wording that they used. Eh? That's where your news went along with it. They, they, were, they were working with the newscasters eh, to terrify the public. And what a job they did on that, eh? Whoa. Mm-mm-mm. I'll tell you. So I'll put it up too. And then, uh, this is a good one here. This is a good one. Uh, how, how, how Bill, you know, the, the, the great philanthropist, that you think he's just doing it all for free. <laughs> uh, this is exclusive. Bill Gates negotiated $100 billion contract. I'll say that for the harder thinking. Exclusive. Bill Gates negotiated $100 billion contract tracing deal. For the tracing people, right? With Democratic congressman sponsor of bill. That's the 666 one, you know, 6666. Months before the coronavirus pandemic broke out. Before you even heard of it. They'd already arranged this whole idea of contact tracing and who would get the contracts for this and, and who would get the contracts for testing gears and stuff. All that stuff. The testing stuff doesn't even work. Doesn't matter. But the contact tracing deal, there you go. 
and says the Building on the Gates Foundation helped negotiate who would score the $100 billion government-backed contracting tracing contract in August 2019, six months before the pandemic arrived in the U.S. and four months before it swept through China. And it's got an audio here. You hear them talking about these guys. And uh, it says the shocking revelations were unveiled on the Thomas Paine podcast and the Moore Paine show on Patreon by the two investigators. And... Uh, that's what they've been following and investigating in this, this whole scam here with the cash and so on. They were the ones who, who testified for Congress detailing the, fr- the fraud and the schemes utilized by the Clintons to avoid paying up to $2.5 billion in federal taxes. It says that um, the bombshell congressional testament revealed to the pain group, the pain, this is the, 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 the one that the actual site, that representatives from the Gates Foundation met with U.S. Congressman Bobby L. Rush at a sit-down in Rwanda, East Africa, in mid-August 2019 to hash out who would score the windfall from a government contract tracing program. And just last month, nine months after meeting with the Gates Foundation in Rwanda, Rush, a Democrat from Illinois, uh, introduced the 100 billion HR 6666, the COVID-19 testing, reaching and contacting everyone. Trace, they call it trace, contact. The testing, reaching, contacting everyone. Trace Act, right? So he got it. Planned all ahead, eh? Uh, Russia's bill would establish a program run by the Center for Disease Control, again, right? Uh, and Prevention, CDC for National Coronavirus Testing and Contact Tracing. I guarantee they worked out all the different companies that would get all the, the app millions and billions thrown out there to trace you and spy on you and bracelets and all that, all the prison stuff. And that's what it is. If you wear bracelets, or that you're, yeah, you're a prisoner. That's what you use for prisoners. Right? The corruption is, there's nothing to hide hidden here, folks. There's nothing hidden. Another one here, too, is Tucker Carlson, who came out on Fox. I don't follow the different uh, media characters, but he, he's saying the right things, now it's time to say the right things now. But he bashes the lockdown proponents and says they used a public health emergency to subvert democracy. Well, I won't add to that because you don't really need someone like that to tell you. You should know this yourself. You should. You should be thinking for yourselves. You're giving the folk to parrot and to, to follow, you know. Think for yourselves. Another one here too is the trouble with British immunity passports. This is all the stuff from this tracing and all the rest of it. We're going to lock you down forever until, until you take vaccinations and get an immunity passport. I, I gave these talks in the late 90s, 1990s, what would come. That eventually you wouldn't get into a store or a supermarket. Our alarm would go off if, you did, if, your, if your vaccinations were up to scratch. It would be all electronic and chips and so on. Here we are. If you let them do it. If you let them get away with it. See, you're all responsible. Individually, you're all responsible for your decisions. And, and if they can get away with this, there's nothing they're not going to stop. They're going to stop with this. They, they won't stop with this, folks. This whole idea is, is even completely post-Constitution for the U.S. and Bill of Rights. That's what it's about. And other countries had this, this vague thing of democracy. There's way, way beyond that now. <laughs> That's the old system. Remember the Club of Rome said that democracy doesn't work. We can't get things done quickly. 
Bill Gates said the same thing. He said they admired China. You had, uh, you had Justin Trudeau saying the same thing on video about China, how he admired it, and how, because their system, meaning, meaning a totalitarian system, right? Uh, they could get the thing. They could deal with problems very quickly with, without boring about by the public thought. <laughs> yeah, this is it, folks. It's all here if you allow it to happen, right? So creating any system that dishes out a biological status is going to create a series of ethical quandaries. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Could we see immunity passports in Britain? It's all been prearranged, folks, just the same as the last one, but the gates and the rest of them. Ministers are, are this is politicians, they call them ministers. I don't know why they call them ministers. They used to call them ministers, Protestant ministers that were religious, but ministers, and I don't know who they minister to, you know. Maybe to their bank managers, for, I don't know. And they're all lobbyists anyway. Are reportedly discussing them as a route out of lockdown. A route, I should, but come on, eh? According to Friday's Guardian, UK tech firm, on Fido is in discussion with the ministers about creating a digital. That means they're in a payoff deal. Where they'll be giving them, giving them offers <laughs> if they lobby lobby the higher ups there. You know about creating a digital certificate. We don't need the digital certificates for something that's, that's non- nonsense anyway. This would be issued to those who have already been infected with it, who are presumably more immune. So could return to some resemblance of normal life. See how they've worded this right? And they'll cut out the fact of having yet a vaccination because that's what it's going to, you see. I wonder who wrote this kind of stuff. Technology needed to carry out such a scheme is reportedly in the discovery stage and big questions linger as to whether British bureaucracy, which has struggled to source plastic PPE and has trailed other countries in COVID testing for months now, would be able to assemble and carry out such an elaborate scheme in the near future. Mm-mm-mm. And it says uh, it would raise a lot of uh, different, not just civil liberty implications of digital certification, but about the philosophy behind the lockdown itself, the con of the lockdown, I'd say. Abuse of it. <laughs> it turns out, even though they say, oh, no, no, you, you can't say that, so that's wrong. It turns out, as earlier research indicates, that some groups are inherently more susceptible to COVID-19 than others. How long would their genetic makeup be a determining factor in what parts of society they can rejoin, <laughs> etc.? It's, it's okay for the big boys to, to point out the ethnic differences and 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 uh, possibly more prone to getting d- the disease. Because we're, we're all, all, all groups are so well, st- they know exactly, even the Scots, they know exactly what they're prone to physically. Problems, eh? No, they're not. Doesn't mean you, you become immune from anything. But, you, but they, at one time, for instance, Scot- the Scottish never had any cancer of the intestines. And the bowels didn't have it. Because they had a high-fiber diet and, and oatmeal and stuff like that, yeah, but they didn't. That's all gone now, of course, with the, with the processed foods. But that was taught in medicine, uh, you know, at one time. And, uh, whereas the Japanese were awfully prone, especially the ones in the, the, on the western coast and the fishing villages, were awfully prone to to cancer of the colon compared to the rest of them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We're all studied so well studied. They know exactly what we're, we're prone to. Absolutely. And of course, they'd had their whole DNA system uh, checks of the whole planet of what we're all with their different tests on us all. The Human Genome Project, etc. Quite some. But anyway, here, here they go, try to get you into the debate of it. See, these articles are actually in a, this is published in The Spectator in Britain. 
But it's getting used to the debate. You get involved in the debate. And I say, no, no way. No, I'm not even going to debate. Forget that. Out the window before it starts. I try to get you into, well, I can see this point of view. And I'm oh, not ready for that part. And, and they work you to the whole thing. No, no. You don't need an immunity passport, folks. This is another chain. Believe you me, a big chain too. Or you can't go here. Or you can't go there until you take all your... All your, and they want to give you new boosters every every year for every vaccine. By the way, <sighs> there you go, quite something. Eh? I tell you, also now, see now, patients face a two-year wait for elective surgery with a national health service backlog set to hit six hundred and fifty thousand. By September, this is a backlog waiting for elective surgery. How many have died already because they couldn't get it? Even without a second, even without a second coronavirus spike. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, it will cost the health service. Well, the health is funded by the public. Four billion pounds due to surgeons' pay. Oh, non-urgent surgeries were postponed for three months from April due to COVID. It led to completed operations that were non-urgent, plummeting by 72%. What about all the other treatments? It wasn't just all surgery, by folks. What about the cancer folk? They could, they, they could have had some cancers. They hope get it early and get it off, get it out. And uh, if you can get in there before it spreads. And all these folk were written off, all written off for a big, big racketeering con of social engineering to change the society. Hmm? Quite something. Quite amazing. Not that it was doing great before, you know. Because uh, I can remember reading the articles on the air and the radio at the time where they they had... Uh, the tricks that the NHS were astonishing. I mean, the NHS was was sinking for oh, 30 years under uh, them flooding in from Europe and across the planet for surgeries and treatment and so on. But using the European Union as some kind of landing point, and they say, well, you have to take us in Britain for all this surgery. They were coming in from other countries outside of Europe to have their children in the hospitals and everything. All paid by the taxpayers of Britain. And if you complained about it, oh, you were shouted down, you know. <laughs> this trick's been used so often, eh? Oh, you're racist, you're racist. What's wrong with them coming in from all over the world? To have their children. Well, you, you, were, you, were, you were getting handed the bill to pay for it all. That's what was wrong with it. And the folk couldn't use the service that, that they were paying for, the folk living in the country. So I'm not going into the facts. The facts don't matter when there's big agendas. But uh, that's that's the truth of it, and what they, they, they were doing at the time when Tony Blair was in, for instance, they're putting out, uh, they, they were studying the people and giving give them questionnaires that were waiting for surgery. Sometimes you wait two or three years at times. You know, they'd ask them on, on these questionnaires when were they thinking of taking a holiday, where would they go, and it's all to get them to find out when they were gone. And when they were gone, this this is a fact. It was in newspapers at the time. When they were gone, the National Health Service would 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 would, would send out. Their their demand to come in for their surgery, knowing they were gone. You see, once he came back, he says, "Oh, we're we're in holiday." You know, he didn't tell us. And I said, "Well, we sent out to you. You know, well, you're back on the, the bottom of the waiting list again. And there to you, this is the con. This is the racketeering that goes on. Why do people vote for these? There's nothing foul enough to call these characters. 
Really, eh? They did nothing but sponge and live the high life on the public. Don't be the public. It's just disgusting. Disgusting. Mm-mm-mm. Hasn't changed now, of course. They're privatizing it all, big chunks of it. Because that was always the agenda. That, that was used the public to pay for something, start it all up, fund it all, get it created, build the buildings, and, so, and then um, and then they privatize it. That's what that's what they do. <laughs> and phone her a cat, John. And then we have a oh a terrible terrible announcement by the WHO. They were the Who, Doctor Who. This has stunned me, you know, because really nobody, as I said before, no one has ever died up until now, you know that. That's how we're cushioned from death, isn't it? it, it not so long ago, folk looked after their own, and often their neighbours too, and they're dying at home. That's how it's been for centuries and maybe thousands of years, eh? From your council house to your little mud wattle home before that, you know, it's part of your privilege in Britain. And uh, we forget that. that That's where folk all died That's where folk were born <laughs> Believe it or not yeah, No kidding Yeah, No kidding And under and, and this monocled um, System and, and again massive bureaucracy And socialism Everyone's forgotten it you're, you, you, when when folk are dying, they, they go off to a hospital or, or they put them into these exit homes. Maybe get offer them euthanasia now. It's much cheaper for the authorities, the owners, and uh, they, they prefer to have all the profits for themselves and they, for your pensions. For goodness' sake, the government can use all your pensions, aren't you? You dithering old idiot. When what good are you uh, with a, with a pension? For goodness' sake, you know. The UN said it itself, a good global citizen is a good producer and consumer. And if you're a pensioner, well, you're just consuming. And they've taught all the children to get hate you, you know. You've destroyed the planet where you're consuming and eating and awful things like that. Clothing yourself, or good, heating yourself. <laughs> how foul, eh? And, uh, and that's what you've been, that's how it is, you see. This is re- think of things as they really are. Don't, don't fall into their little debates as they con you to give up your liver like Monty Python did in The Meaning of Your Life, eh? Well, you feel rather small now, do you? Insignificant. Can I have your liver? Oh, yeah, okay. That's how it's done, right? Eh? So here you have it. So the World Health Organization, they, they said it at the WHO. What an amazing st- Up to 650,000 people die of respiratory diseases linked to seasonal flu each year. <gasps> oh, I would never have guessed at that. 650,000 people. So at the annual associated with respiratory disease from seasonal flu, that's what causes. According to new estimates by the United States Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and the CDC and the WHO, WHO, and Global Health Partners. This marks an increase on the previous global estimate of 250,000 to 500,000, which dates from over 10 years ago and covered all influenza-related deaths, including cardiovascular diseases or diabetes. See, they put that all down, you see, as the flu. The new figures of 290,000 to 650,000 deaths are based on more recent data from a larger, more diverse group of countries, including lower middle-income countries, and exclude deaths from non-respiratory diseases. So this is I'm trying to tell you. how They keep changing it, how they do it. Eh? They keep changing it all the time. 
And it says the estimates take into account findings from recent flu respiratory mortality studies, including a study conducted by the United States Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, published in The Lancet on Thursday. Well, The Lancet, as I say, is a broken lance now, I tell you. Mm, I don't know, I don't know. It says, according to the U.S. CDC, most deaths occur amongst people aged over 75 years and in the world's poorest regions. Sub-Saharan Africa accounts for the world's greatest flu mortality risk, followed closely by the Eastern Mediterranean and Southeast Asia. It's much the same as happened this time, eh? So, yeah, it's just astonishing how they pulled this one off, this latest thing off. I'll put that one up tonight as well with the, the rest. Then there's... um. Article here. Surges fear, it's called. Governments and who uh, changed COVID 19 policy based on suspect data. This is the one I mentioned, by the way. <laughs> it's not two or three articles. I think Ron Paul's also got one. Uh, I'll put that, that one up too. But it says uh, from a tiny US company. Eh? So Surges fear is who they gave the contract to. I'd love to know how much money. They, they're probably living off, they're going to live off this for generations. But they gave it to this company. But six folk worked there, apparently, who would decide the fate of, um, uh, as I say, the uh, hydroxychloroquine. So it says, uh, if it turns out that they, the governments have changed their COVID-19 policies and treatments on the basis of flawed data from a little-known U.S. healthcare analytics company. It's an analytics company, right? Also called in question the integrity of key studies published in some of the world's most prestigious medical journals like the, like the Lancet. And so Surge's fear, as they called it, it's, it's almost like they threw up the company just for the contrary, whose handful of, of employees appear to include a science fiction writer and an adult content model <laughs> has provided data for multiple studies on COVID-19, co-authored by its chief executive, but has so far failed to adequately explain its data or methodology that it had none. They made it up. They were told to defame uh, the studies on, on this being any good for you. And that's what it was for. They didn't say this in the article, but that's what it is, folks. Huh? Data claims to have legitimately obtained from more than a thousand hospitals worldwide formed the basis of scientific articles that have led to changes in COVID-19 treatment policies in Latin American countries. Also in American countries, we're in Latin America. It was also behind the decision by the WHO and research institutes around the world to halt trials of the controversial controversial drug hydroxychloroquine. It's been used for years and years. On Wednesday, the WHO announced that the trials would now resume. <laughs> So two of the world's leading medical journals, The Lancet and New England Journal of Medicine, published studies based in, on Surgisphere data. And the studies were co-authored by the firm's chief executive called Sapan Desi. And uh, <laughs> they'll live on this for generations and the money they got for this, I guarantee you. Uh, it says, uh, they found that a search of publicly available materials suggests several of Surge's uh, Fears employees have little or no data or a scientific background. <laughs> several, I was only six, so I'm going to be several. And an employee listed as a science editor appears to be a science fiction author and fantasy artist. Well, that's his job, is making things up. His professional profile suggests writing is her full-time job. Probably writing checks. Uh, another employee listed as a marketing executive as an adult model and event an events hostess <laughs> who 
and also acts in videos for organisations. <laughs> Probably for the Who you watch, no doubt. But uh, there you go. This is this is how things really are. This is what this is the best medical evidence you see, so that you wouldn't use this hydroxychloroquine, this really cheap, cheap, uh, it was widely available drug, which worked. It was actually advised to be used for the last SARS one, right? This is SARS two, remember COVID nineteen SARS two, as I call it. But no, no, because Mister Foxy, what did he use his own stuff? You know, get his own companies to do things, or, or companies that he he had um, favored, put that well favored ones, yes. Yeah, with antivirals. There you go. So, and that's what they said. Even even the Guardian had admitted to, you know, had said before they they parried the same stuff. To, oh, the who calls hydroxychloroquine trial for coronavirus amid safety fears? Oh, it could ra- raise the risk of death and heart problems. Study. No, you get the heart problems and death by watching the videos, I think, that they're making in this place. <laughs> that would probably do it. But there you go. Again, Tucker Carlson claims coronavirus lockdowns were unnecessary and that they were lying. They were definitely lying, he says. So you shouldn't need these, these characters to think for you anyway. Unfortunately, folk, uh, a lot of them really have given over their reasoning to the media to do their thinking and their talking for them. And that's what Brzezinski said was intentions. That's what they were going to do, and they did it. And Article 2 by Ron Paul is quite interesting too, which is true. It's a true, a truism. You know, I don't go along with anybody, but I mean, he, he's got some good articles out, and so far he hasn't steered, as far as you can see, the folk in the wrong direction. But he says, coronavirus shows why we need separation of medicine and state. It seems like only yesterday Americans were denied the right to go to their churches. Again, the whole manifesto of technocracy was to destroy religion, remember, because it stood in the way of their own experts, whom they now call bioethicists. They'll decide what's morally right and wrong, or who will live and die, etc., etc., etc. See? So they've got to get rid of religion and human values in religion. That's their biggest enemy, because it's their biggest fear if it were really religious and organized. They could all say no at the same time. What are they going to do? They pick everybody, every group up one by one until, until they've got no opposition. And then you want to see scientific tyranny. Like Bertrand Russell said, that's what he wanted, scientific tyranny. That's what he wished for, he says. He'd hope it would be scientific tyranny, if, if there was going to be any tyranny at all. Anyway, it says here, um, the folk who attend, attend their churches were denied the right to visit their loved ones in the hospital. And, and they were, huh? They were denied the right to open their businesses and go to work to provide for themselves and their families. They were denied the right to go to restaurants, to bars, and to hear songs. This is the first time, too, that, that you couldn't visit them in the hospitals or dying. Or their relatives, eh? They understand this is a massive, massive psychological operation here, a psyops. Massive. For a new system to devalue life, believe you me. No laws were passed denying these rights, but, e- but even that, they, uh, they would be illegal even if they had been passed and immoral. But what happened was worse. They were denied these basic rights by governors, county judges, and even local mayors who used the coronavirus outbreak as an excuse to rule by decree. Think about that. It's against all the rules uh, and laws. They stole power that was not theirs to take and wielded it at all levels to force America into three months of house arrest. Isn't that the truth of it, though? Think about that. 
Think about that. That makes me think again of what Thomas Jefferson said. Probably better educated than most folks today, you know, in his, his, his day. They were well educated. And, t- and Jefferson said, there's no justification for taking away individuals' freedom in the guise of public safety. When you abandon freedom to achieve security, you lose both and deserve neither. Hmm? Think about it. There is no justification for taking away individuals' freedom in the guise of public safety, because that's how it's always been, always been done. Oh, you're going to get invaded. We've got to take your rights away. Or, you know. Oh, it's a pandemic or disease. Oh, we've got to take your rights away. You know. you know. Oh, there's riot in the streets. We've got to take your rights away. Because we're, we're not going to stop it. <laughs> huh? So back to this article, and it says... Um, yeah, three months of house arrest. Then, in the midst of stay-at-home orders across the country, the same governors and local officials who locked Americans in their homes suddenly came around with their keys and threw open the doors. Suddenly, not only was it okay to go out into the street, it was required to go out into the street. What happened? A cure? A miraculous vaccine? No. The officials who locked Americans up found a cause they felt required Americans in the streets to protest. Police had killed a black man, George Floyd, George Floyd, in the custody in Minneapolis, and suddenly the need to protest trumped the need to stay home and save lives. Suddenly, the same health experts (quotation marks) who told us we must not gather in crowds or there would be deaths in the millions from coronavirus issued statements supporting gatherings in crowds. Instantly, and that's true, isn't it? An open letter uh, on the George. Floyd protests signed by more than 1,200 doctors and other health professionals clarified that they do not condemn these gatherings as risky for COVID-19 transmission. It's amazing that how they suddenly changed. However, they wrote, this should be not be confused with a permissive stance on all gatherings, particularly the protests against stay-at-home orders. So you're allowed to protest and go out and, and break all the rules because I guess the virus would understand, right? It's a very understanding virus. It's a politicized virus. Eh? It says, did the coronavirus develop some kind of superior intelligence enabling it to distinguish between those who were congregating for a good cause and those who were congregating for a bad cause? Of course not. What's happened from the beginning of this shameful coronavirus episode is the politicization of public health at the hands of authoritarians. But for a big job, though, not just for what he's talking about here, obviously. It's a new world order they want, right? And he mentions, too, the prestigious medical journals Lancet and New England Journal of Medicine were forced to retract studies they had published concluding that hydroxychloroquine was harmful to COVID patients. The rush to print the studies uh, looks very much like a political move rather than one based on scientific principles. Once President Trump revealed it was taking hydroxychloroquine, the mainstream media and even expert journals began attacking the drug. And that's true, isn't it? But again, you can see the Fauci's behind that, too. That's what happens when medicine merges with the state. We get the worst of both. We get career bureaucrat Dr. Fauci telling us we can never shake hands again and that we must stay home until a vaccine is found. Meanwhile, doctors across the globe are reporting that this variation of the coronavirus is disappearing on its own. But he's right, though. He's right on what he says here. 
It's a very um, politicized virus. I mean, it's, it's progressive. It's a progressive virus. Sorry, yeah. Before it didn't know about politics and right and wrong, but in a good cause, it suddenly oh, it changed its mind and just, and just put itself into temporary hibernation and, until it can spike again in the fall so they can get the vaccines going and get everybody <laughs> getting bracelets and, and, and mandatory vaccinations. No thank you. That won't happen. Uh, the, the tests, I won't go over the tests because facts don't matter anymore. But we've seen the cons, even the China ones, where, where they found that they're testing, they're swapped, test, are, they're jokes. You're, you're, I said at the beginning of this whole thing, you know, months ago, I so said you're better off getting fortune tellers in to, 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 to tell if you've got the thing or not. Or maybe somebody who can read tea leaves, give everybody a cup of tea and a lineup. And then get get a really good tea. And you get this woman who, they, woman, I, I met them when I was. They were awfully. They went round houses at one time, in Britain, and they would read your tea leaves, and they're pretty good, you know. Uh, so they'd be a lot better uh, than these swab tests. They could say that now you've got now you're you're pot now you're, you're negative, no, because they'd be more precise. And than this joke of the swab test, there are look at the ones they dumped that even Italy got from China and different places that they were useless, getting false positives and false negatives. It was a joke. Here you have this article here: thirty thousand coronavirus tests had to be redone after being sent to America from Britain, right, for processing. The government admits. I wonder how much that cost the taxpayers. And it says. Um, Almost 30,000 people had to be, be a lot more than that, by the way. Whenever they tell you 30,000, uh, they actually admitted, admitted there was 67,000 samples and all. So I guarantee you probably a lot more of the same. Anyway, it says here, uh, that'd be retail after the swabs were voided on the return from America. According to a report in the Telegraph newspaper, they were sent from processing overseas at the start of, of May following capacity issues at a lab in Northern Ireland. Where probably everybody in the lab was told to stay home. <laughs> Good go to work. <clears throat> it said uh, they were airlifted, no kidding, airlifted to a university on the east coast of the U.S. in multiple batches over 10 days. But on their return, one bag contained accurate tests, while the second batch had a much higher than expected void rate. The Department of Health and Social Care confirmed that 29,500 that was sent abroad had to be done again. Well, it's just taxpayers' money, isn't it? Yeah. But there's such a farce and a joke. Absolute farce and a joke. If you're around folk that, that have had it, right? Like the cruise ships? And, and they stuck those things up your nose, right? You're breathing in the same air. And most of those cabins were having circulated air, most of them, except the ones on the outside where they could all get doors out on the deck. And, and you, you get fragments of, of the RNA. It's broken down DNA in cells. You're breathing them in, they're harmless to you. But that's what's going to test positive. You see? Fragments of, of <laughs> dead cells. That's what you're going to get. And other ones too, you, you, you might so, show positive if you've had certain uh, vaccinations recently. <laughs> <laughs> the annual ones at a certain time of the year, you know, we won't go into that too much, but but that's true as well, yeah. And it's such a joke, an awful joke. And, and by the way, they've been floating the idea for a while now. Oh, yeah, you know, even if you get your own antibodies against this thing, they won't last long. They seldom do, they say, maybe a few months. 
This is their joke. Well, so with their vaccinations, by the way. Yeah. That's the same with them. It's such a farce with it. Big money, though, billions of dollars for, for, a, for a few individuals. Billions and billions and billions of dollars. Right? And they don't have any comeback if folk get sick or paralyzed or narcoleptic, like that's happened in the past with certain shots. That won't matter. Because they've got immunity. The governments always look after their buddies at the top, the rich folk, you know, the real, real, real rich folk, eh? Hmm? I've said before, if this is made mandatory, you better get it from your doctor to read it out to you, what it's got in it. And, and thoroughly, it's supposed to get informed consent, inform you of the dangers of it. Like in detail, right? And, and then agree that you can sue them if you get sick with it. After them telling you it's okay, and you should all be petitioning your governments to, 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 to toss out these the, the, this immunity for, from prosecution that all these corporations have got, and and go for them. And, and your prime ministers in certain countries that are mandating it to make sure they accept that they're they're going to get sued by the public uh, for for permitting this to happen. This is incredible. What's happening here? Incredible. Uh, total slavery to, to an electronic system as well. Come on, no, 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 no. We're not cattle. I'm not one. Are you? You have to decide, folks. You really do have to decide. It's up to you. That's what they mentioned as well. Uh, one article is with the massive communist infiltration of the Catholic Church in the 1930s, and it continued caused the current paedophile crisis. It's an, an article. It was. Um, Put out by a Christian organization uh, I've read previous ones over the years uh, Admitting the same stuff There's lots of data on it at the time And they even had uh, certain people Who, who actually selected Who would be who put, put into different causes Or even into bureaucracies Or into even in the Catholic Church As priests and so on back then and this, is, this was all This came out of hearings by the way From the folk who were involved Who were the selectors for the Communist Party I do remember it well. It's not conspiracy stuff, it's factual stuff. Because they had these trials and the hearings about it but long ago. But yeah, there were a lot of them were funneled into the into the Catholic Church and they definitely were told to form their clubs, which they did. Then they, they ended up being the ones who would bring in new uh, novice novitiates <laughs> or novices. They bring them into for, for the Catholic Church and um it's continued uh, for, for years since there, and that's where you get so much of this trouble from. But also, uh, there's an article from the, the, the present Archbishop who came out and, and warned Trump about uh, the, the Masonic, the Freemasonic group behind it, all this thing too. It's not wrong, by the way. He's definitely not wrong. What he's saying, and I don't know if Trump understands it or not. I think Trump just does what he's told himself. But um, it, it, that's why you're getting people, the high generals, some some high generals, some of them, not not all of them. It, the media would make you think all of them are against us. What's happening? But uh, that's not so. Some of them don't forget that a lot of the generals are multimillionaires, who also uh, literally lobby. Governments for the military industrial complex is big money in that. So don't forget that for a minute. 
And generalists do they do what they're told. There's the whole idea of a soldier is to get sent to where you go and do your job. It doesn't matter. There's, you don't bring ethics into it. That's not your job is to be ethical. And that goes all the way up to the very, very top. Their whole job is to win. That, that's what they're told to do, go out there and win, you see. And uh, I'll touch on the generals in, in a little while, but, um, but it's interesting. I think it was the same archbishop who came out with this stuff again about the Catholic Church uh, two or three years ago, I think. And it was quite interesting. But see, we'll touch on what you said to Trump later. Also, this article here. It's about all the, all the amazing, you know, fast testing of different vaccines. Because there's billions of dollars worth of profit here. You understand this for those who own the companies, eh? Like it's getting tossed. I see money's getting tossed out like confetti to these folks. It doesn't matter if it works or not. It doesn't make any difference at all. Or, or if it kills you, they don't care either. The hands are out, just like the ones who, who got all the different money agreements before the, th- the thing even broke out, for goodness sake, with the Bill and the Gates Foundation and the WHO. So it says that two billion doses of the Oxford coronavirus vaccine are due to be produced. I think that fell apart, I'm quite sure. That was from me, this article here, maybe. And it's about AstraZeneca struck two new deals to double the supply. AstraZeneca partnered with the Serum Institute of India to supply doses to low- and middle-income countries. 400 million of these should be ready by the end of 2020. Since there's still no guarantee the vaccine will work, but the company is pushing ahead with production anyway. It's interesting that, that Trump did say that he would shorten the, the, the testing times for different drugs when he first ran for politics to get in, in the, for the presidency. That's no coincidence, folks, because it should take two or three years or a few years to test any vaccine and to see what the follow-up effect, because there's going to be long-term effects that don't even manifest initially either, by the way. Especially when you're going into RNA-type vaccines. They're going to alter your genetic makeup. <laughs> and so on. So the global supply for potential coronavirus vaccine be developed at the Oxford University. And some of them at the Oxford University, by the way, were, I think one of them was even working at Wuhan. I might be wrong on that, but I remember reading an article about one of the, uh, the women who, who worked... Um, he was at Oxford, was looking to get uh, contracts for some kind of testing kits as well. And they're all at it. What do you think they're in business for? Uh, to, to teach folk, because they have to teach people. But no, no. They're in there for the handouts and the grants and the, and the business opportunities that terror brings, you know. And of course, they're all working with the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovations, CEPI and Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance, the Bill Gates group, and so on, to boost its supplies and, no doubt, its sales. Eh? And, of course, they're, they're coming out with it again now. You see, now, now that things might die down after all the protests and different, you know, stuff, things that's going on, Britain's beaches could feel second coronavirus wave and may have to be locked down, that member of the Parliament's war. No kidding, right? I hope, they, I hope the folk just, just ignore all this stuff. Matt Hancock again, oh my goodness, raised the prospect of localised restrictions yesterday, hinting that areas hit harder by coronavirus could face tougher measures than others. And he says that politicians from multiple parties have now warned beaches could be those forced to lock down due to the influx of visitors. Oh my goodness, eh? <sighs> Meanwhile, more folk die with the flu every year, yeah. 
but they'll keep the con going because out of this has to come a whole new world, a world system, not just a, a system in Europe or Britain or whatever. Eh? It's a world system. Eh? And you go back to having sex with masks on and, and, and you know it's illegal if you have sex with strangers, even if they've got a mask on. You might get a fright if you notice it's your spouse and, and you didn't know at the beginning. And so will they. Ah, there you go. Couple, couple should wear masks. It must be a joke, surely. Uh, but it's not in COVID world. Experts advise. I wonder how much money they get for advising. As I say, I could sit and make up these things all day long. I should have my hands out. And, I, and put a shingle outside the door, you see. I could do better stuff and, and give you better results and, and give long-winded explanations why you should do this or that or not do this or that, you see. And I could always say a, a, a further grant would help me study it even deeper. That's how you get along in these businesses, you see. They churn thousands of these folk from universities every year. Parasites, all of them. With, with, their, with their expert advice. And Let me look at this closer, you know. Drinking red wine every night, one glass, is good for your heart. Oh, wow, give me another, and I'll, I'll see what I'll tell you next year. There you go. Here's another good one. Walking to work is worse for the environment than a car sharing. <gasps> because it makes you eat more, leading to higher greenhouse emissions, new study finds. Oh my goodness. As I say, I'll, I'll put up that. <laughs> That, that, that uh, comedian who's awfully good, you know, he, he, good, good skits he does. And it's about how, how um, it's probably the really, the really virtuous type, you know, at the top, maybe, but, the, but the, the ones who are really spiritual in the new way, the new spirituality, the ones that preen themselves in front of everybody, and, but how they argue. It's often about food too, you know. And they use all the, all the modern pseudo-psychological chatter because they get it all from these books that they consume like you wouldn't believe. They're always, been, they're always buying books to tell them how to behave, what to think, what to do, and what to eat, and, you know, what makes them more enlightened than other people. So there you go. Walking is worse because you're eating more. Who would have thought? I'm glad an expert must have noticed that. And it says, um, in many, it may have many health benefits, including cutting the risk of catching coronavirus. Well, why would it cut the risk? But walking to work could produce more greenhouse gas than driving. The carbon footprint of producing the extra food a walker needs as fuel for the journey would be more than that of a car traveling the same distance. Wow. I've never tried feeding lettuce into my car. I, I don't know if it will work or not. Researchers estimate that in a country with high-calorie diets, such as the UK, walking for one kilometre would require food that would have generated around 0.26 kilograms of carbon dioxide, compared with 0.21 kilograms of CO2 for the petrol used by a car. Can you believe this junk? <laughs> but the scientists from Otago University in New Zealand and Oxford University, naturally, said a car share scheme over short distances could produce less greenhouse gas than one person walking. Now, isn't it just the psychologists behind it all saying, stop the folk from using so much cars by making them all cram into the one car? That apparently, 
that apparently was deadly. That's why a lot of the folk that worked in these meat packing plants and so on, they were brought up from Latin America, and this was in the papers here, I read the article, so it's not fake news. They were cramming the cars, and they were, the, their employees were getting so worried because they, they wouldn't they wouldn't social distance. They, so here, now, so now you're supposed to cram in the car. Is it going to spike the coronavirus con game again? And it's okay then. So it's beautiful how they can keep changing reality back and forth. Do you realize if you go back and forth with it, with their statements, you'd be a basket case very quickly? So food is a major source. Once again, getting that guilt thing through you. You're eating. You, you, you are eating the supply of lettuce on this planet. You certain little you. Yep. Don't you feel really small now? You're so insignificant and small. Can we have your liver? So there you go. Some con game article. This is how they do this stuff. Remember, too, the agenda at the top from the population control group, right? And the WEF said that the only really want coming out of this new world order and COVID nonsense, etc., that what they're going to do is only authorize businesses that are green and and are not and not um, and are sustainable to open up, and they're ones to be banned, like permanently. Are you getting the message here, folks? This is a big agenda. This has nothing to do with the virus. This is the excuse, just like the Club of Rome came up with the excuse of blaming climate change on humans, and that would be the excuse for changing us all and reducing our intake of, of food and everything else that we need to live. Huh? He's starting to get the message here. This isn't the, the virus is the excuse that was it was eventually chose that the climate change wasn't panning out the way they wanted to. As I say, the last this last week or so, I'm getting freezing temperatures at the freezing right on the freezing in Fahrenheit, like 32, 33 degrees, 40 at the most per night. At this last, this is June. This is the middle of June. So the global warming isn't panning out. You see. So along comes COVID. Boom. Oh, what? you can't live like we used to live. Oh, COVID, COVID, sustainability, and 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 you've got to reduce your caloric intake, and, effort and and because food rationing, yada yada yada. You're starting to get the picture here, right? And Brits have been banned from having sex with anyone outside of their own household. That's from the Evening Standard. That's a broken standard, I'm sure, after reading this. So officials on Monday introduced new measures that ban people in England from socialising indoors with anyone not already in their household bubble. <laughs> That's a new name for bursting your bubble. Up until Monday, the person visiting another's house would have been the one in breach of lockdown rules, but now both people could be prosecuted under the new amendment to the Health Protection Coronavirus Restrictions Regulations 2020 Bill. I'd have to look it up and see if it's really true. But um, but the amendment to the bill now makes clear that only those with reasonable excuses will be allowed to meet indoors with sex not featuring on the list of exemptions. No person may, without reasonable excuse, stay overnight at any place other than the place where they are living, it says, except politicians, I guess, and folk working, uh, well, like Neil Ferguson, you know, did, uh, you know, he had no problem with, and other politicians too, by the way, you know. 
But again, the virus, that virus is very politicized and, and it, it will allow special folk who, who are much superior to everybody else to, to do these things. This is for the ordinary folk, you understand, you know, the peasantry. But those who may be deemed to have a reason for meeting with others, such as sports professionals, people attending funerals, vulnerable persons fleeing a risk of violence, cares, and those with unavoidable work commitments. For people attending a funeral of a loved one, the, the new rules also permit an overnight stay. Or like, I guess they don't let the body stay in the coffin very long either, eh? Uh, all the folks standing around there, it'll be a fast funeral. And blah, 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 blah. Maybe they've got a big bubble over, over, the, over the coffin, I don't know. Who knows? Nothing would surprise me these days, folks. I mean, why should athletes be allowed to stay in a different location to their own residence if they're training for a comp? Do you know how much food they're eating and carbon dioxide they're putting off when they're training? Do, do, do you understand what's going on here? Huh? Hmm? Telling you. So guidance issued to officers by the National Police Chiefs Council, NPCC, and College of Policing said, you may only direct a person to return home if they find them out. There are no powers and regulations to remove someone or use force, really. But they've been arresting folk in Britain. And their fixed penalty notices and arrest all up. Oh, so they're still going to arrest you and give you fines. I don't know. I just don't know. Yep. Another article I put up too is shielding support they call it in contacts. For, this is for Scotland, this one here. COVID-19. It says, the, doc- the document is part of a collection. I guess you would spend your whole life re- reading all their stuff now, eh? And uh, it's from the government. And if you require urgent support with food, please call your local authority. You can do this directly or via the free national helpline. You know, weekly grocery packs. If you buy online or have someone else or who's able to get the food and household items, you should carry on getting things in this way. You need your government to tell you this. If you're not able to get these things, we can send you weekly grocery packs. The basic food boxes are free, and there's no delivery charge. And they tell you what's in it, you know, pasta, the usual stuff, pasta. Actually, more stuff than I've got. Tea bags, bread, seal, baked beans, pasta. All free, fruit one and two. Shower gel, I don't know what shower gel is. I don't do any kinky stuff in the shower. Semi-skilled UHT milk, cooking sauce, pre-potato, or whole washed, uh, tin meat, tuna, vegetables, peas probably, chopped tomatoes, tinned fruit, and toilet roll. If you're not able to eat some of the food supplied and feel that the remaining contents of the pack are not enough, please contact your local authority. So there you go. This isn't borrow with Canada. We just, we, 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 you know, Canada, mind you, won't have the problems with the rioting or mass demonstrations that turn into burning places down like the States, because Canada's already communist. I don't want it to go through that. We've been communists for a long time here. We're progressive, you see. And that's why we don't get these problems. <laughs> and uh, anyway... You can go on and on forever with this kind of stuff, you understand? Because it is a, a whole new way of, of controlling the minds of the public by trying to get them into, well, maybe they're right here, maybe they've got a point here. This is the whole point of it. Don't get into the points. The, the real point is if don't get involved in it to begin with. Just stick to your own common sense. 
psychology has been using it all the time through this entire debacle here. And, and it's not stopping. They, they want a new system worldwide with a technocratic expert-run world, you see, of massive bureau, bureaucrats that are just read really, They're not experts at all. They're just bureaucrats appointed to the jobs. Uh, and, and they've got no end of things they want to try on you and make you do. Hmm? They really do. hope you understand that. As I say, I'll put up the, the one, two for the options for increased adherence to social distancing measures and how they make you all do it and terrify you and coerce you and frighten you and so on. And uh, different types of... They've got different categories of behavior all fathomed out, different kinds of people, and what kind of pressure they'll apply to different groups, you see. Some are more terrified than others, and others are not. And how they use social approval and disapproval. Or oh, you're a good boy, or oh, you're a bad boy, bad boy. Yeah. And, uh, and, and little gold stars, and give you publicity for having a gold star. Yeah. It's, it's just astonishing. Eh? And more legislation, like masses of legislation that, you, that they keep coming up with. Eh? Consideration should be given to the use of social disapproval, but with a strong caveat around unwanted negative consequences. Mm. A, a new form of social infrastructure would be mobilized quickly, too, it says here. <laughs> and then this one here, too, from Zero Hedge. It says, we're all suspects now. I'll look inside the NSA's new contact chaining tool. That's what it's called, right? Contact chaining tool. It's astonishing, isn't it? I've already read the article that Bill Gates and the other guy had arranged who was going to get the, the contract, um, etc., for chasing contacts up, etc., tracing. We all know Edward Snowden revealed the NSA collection stores massive databases of information on Americans' phone calls and text metadata. But then what? And they do everything, everything. Folk forget on the phone, you know, there's a third year in every phone call. I always say that. And it's a permanent one, you know. Never scrubbed. But what then? It's just, most people think it sits on ice until and unless an alphabet agency like the FBI, CIA, or DHS wants to dig through it. In reality, it is processed into a detailed map of your social contacts, constantly updating with new data. I gave these talks years ago. <laughs> Same thing. Every time you have a phone call, send a text, a new piece of data enters the government's hands and they update the map of your social contacts. And I think they've been listening to me. Maybe. But it says, a new book explores the contact chaining tool, which is an essential second piece of collection storage of mass metadata. And it says that this tool allows the NSA to place six degrees of separation, it's called, to connect you to almost anyone. And this contact chaining uh, determines who you're linked to. They know better than us who is in our inner circle, who our casual contacts are, and who is a friend of a friend. They call them clusters, I actually gave you talks years ago. And it says it's so much broader than the government seeing when you send a text. They can map out your entire social life. And as coronavirus contact tracing comes into effect, be wise to remember just how dangerous it is for the government to have such detailed information. Everyone is being investigated before they're ever suspected of committing a crime. We're all suspects now. Anyway, Ohio judge blocks state from enforcing lockdowns against gyms. I'll put the article up for those who want to, to read it.
And a judge also rules that the FBI can't even look at your phone's lock screen without a warrant. When police arrest a suspect, their inventory, personal items, like a cell phone, that's what they, they take an inventory of. During the process of powering down a phone, it's reasonable for law enforcement to see the phone screen. Uh, that had already happened in this case, a particular case here. So an FBI agent really did this without asking for a warrant from a judge. That made it an illegal search under the Fourth Amendment protections against unreasonable search and seizure, according to a judge. And the evidence was therefore thrown out. What it means is when we're so used to government doing whatever it wants and not facing any consequences, little victories like these are encouraging. There's a reason the Constitution attempted to restrict law enforcement and government powers when it came to the rights of the accused. Otherwise, it's far too easy for the government to go digging around for a crime without ever suspecting one in the first place. That's what they do at fishing expeditions, that's what they call them. And with a number of petty laws and victimless crimes out there, we're all guilty of something, it says. But the first article is, you know, as this mentioned, there's a book out now, Contact Chaining Tool. I gave these talks years ago how every day, every day that you put stuff up in all the different social media and your phone calls, it's all collected. Into, and the Pentagon even had articles about virtual use. Uh, they got set up uh, for everybody. You got a virtual you, uh, and like a game thing. And they add to you, your personality updates to it. And they do little games on it and with your personality and your behavior and, and, so, and give it little tasks and, and little situations where to see how it will react in the computer model. And they say it's pretty accurate to how you would probably be, behave in real life, faced with similar things. This is how, you have no idea how far, and these characters say we have no idea about who's terrorist and who's not terrorist or what they're going to do. Oh, come on here, eh? Uh, yeah, yeah. Quite some. <laughs> After endorsing mass protests, Governor Cuomo threatens New Yorkers congregating. Janice Dean finishes off his hypocrisy, it says. And how the media has covered that the BLM protest versus any other public activity. That's quite a study in contrasts. Well, they have, by and large, not chastised any protesters for marching in huge groups, some without masks. They have said that the cause is too important that it trumps the concerns. By contrast, the lockdowns, other constitutional rights, your jobs and feeding your families were not important or deemed essential or something the state was going to allow you to do. Here's government Andrew Cuomo demonstrating that, that very dynamic. He's a real politician. He's, he's a consummate liar, though. He says, I share the outrage of the injustice, and I stand with the protesters, he says. This is after he, he threatened everybody from leaving their homes in lockdown. <laughs> he just goes with the wind, isn't he? It's not just George Floyd, he says. There are 50 or more cases just like it. It's rooted in 100 years of racism and injustice, he says. Let's use this energy constructively and demand real positive change. Well, what kind of change are you looking for? What kind of new system are you in on, eh? That's what it is. They're all in on at the top. And he isn't at the very top either, but he's a long-term one, so he's got more of an idea what's going on. It says, um, these are justified peaceful protests across the state tonight. Or there are justified. But there are also people criminally exploiting this pain and this moment. We will not tolerate it, he says. Remember the last week I read too that he said, well, I can't really force folk to do anything. Anything you do in lockdown or so on, it's because you allow us to do it. That's what he said. 
get himself off the hook then. But now he's back to, to wanting to be all locked down again. Once this thing's over, right? It says he didn't do anything to stop the rioters and looters, it says. But now here he is on Saturday threatening people for congregating on the streets on Friday in New York City in the village, mostly without face masks and video from the East Village Grieve blog, it says. And uh, don't make me come down there, says Andrew Como on his, in his, uh, on his own site, I think it is. Notice the boarded up establishment on the street, likely from the rioting and looting. Is Como joking or literally threatening the citizens for walking public streets? And I love this, this, what this person commented. Because <laughs> Como, remember, is the one who ordered all the folk, the elderly, into, and ordered all the nursing homes to accept folk who, who, were, who had, were testing positive to into, their, into the homes and spreading it and killing them all to get the numbers up. That's what it was. Right? So someone commented to Como, what are you going to do? Throw them in nursing homes <laughs> if they go in the streets. <laughs> that's, that's punishment. But that's it, really. That's how it is. Um, that's how it really is, isn't it? It's nothing to do with it, I tell you it is. Former New York Times reporter bashes governors over coronavirus toll in nursing homes. A lot to answer for, it says, this other article here. But yeah, we're, you can understand you're disposable now. Huh? Most folk, depends who you are, but you, you, yeah, you're, you're all got categories of importance. But we're disposable. No doubt about it. And uh, this one here. Dr. Burke's the nodder. She, she nods a lot. She agrees with everything that Fauci says, but then nods, nods, nods. Yeah. And uh, she says dozens of coronavirus testing sites have been destroyed by rioters. Oh. Isn't that awful? So it says, uh, and she's, the, she's the, the, the task force coordinator, it says here. <laughs> She's a career bureaucrat, really, like like Fauci in Nepal, that deals with the same. She's, she's, like a dip, she's like an ambassador across the world who dispenses money to certain groups and so on. But it says that dozens of COVID-19 testing sites have been destroyed by rioters during the recent Black Lives Matter protest, a setback the Trump administration fears could contribute to the continued spread of the disease. Numerous recent Black Lives Matter demonstrations sparked by the killing of Minneapolis resident George Floyd at the hands of local police have descended into chaos and violence as some protesters have taken to property destruction, clashing with police and looting. And then it says, amongst the, the destruction are 70 COVID-19 testing sites across the country. She said the destroying testing locations were already resulting in a drop in testing rates in affected areas. She urged governors to ensure that there's testing available in urban areas within their states, according to the, the beast, you know, the, the beast. Some health organization or officials in recent weeks have been concerned at the ongoing Black Lives Matter protests, which have sometimes involved tens of thousands of individuals packed in the sale streets, resulting in a, sh- a, a sharp spike in coronavirus cases. Hmm. So yeah, they're all they're all getting eh? to some extent or another. Asymptomatic spread of coronavirus is very rare, according to the the World Health Organization. I've got few articles on that actually, and uh, one from the, the the WHO themselves, and a video on it, by the way, where you hear the official the official saying that. It's, after telling us, oh, that, you know, 
someone who's asymptomatic is probably spreading it all over the place. So we get locked down the whole the whole population of the planet, right? Now they're telling you, the same organization is telling you, oh, asymptomatic spread of coronavirus is very rare, according to the WHO official. What we really want to be focused on is following the symptomatic cases, says Dr. Maria von Kirchhoff. There you go. It's amazing how reality can just change eh, from, from, from one ridiculous extreme to another, isn't it? Just, oh, just like that. And you're supposed to go along with it and say, Oh, well, I guess the experts know best. Eh? It depends on the side of the bed to get up on, I think. What they tell you. Now, this is something I want to mention here. It's awfully important to what's happening. Getting back to the whole, let's get back to the basics. The reason for everything that's happening is population reduction, a new form of ruling the planet. They've mentioned it to the WEF. They even mentioned it to the last big meeting that they had. We might have to go down to the whole extent for sustainability of deciding on who can live and die, who can who can breed and who can't breed. Remember that old eugenics idea? Well, it's never gone away. It's never been old, really. It's always been there. And it's always new. And it's always spoken at the right time. It's a trial balloon getting you ready for the news. And the whole generation's grown up. It's all freaking out right now. We're all going to die anyway. What's the point in having children? Yada, yada, yada. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they've trained them all. It's, it's all working along one direction. That's what the elites have always wanted. Less of you. Hmm? So ecologists, look, it's a religion, ecologists. What are you? I'm an ecologist. I thought we're all ecologists in a sense, aren't we? You know? Oh, no, we're special ecologists. We, we're virtuous and we know what has to be done. So they urge the government to move beyond existent levels of public permission. That's what I've been on about for years, folks. Right? This is an old article. Hmm? So governments can and even should move beyond existent levels of public permission in order to shift norms, allowing public sentiment to later catch up with the regulation. Again, back to what Justin Trudeau admires China. They don't have the same problems having to convince the public to go along with things. They just do it because they're not democratic, you see. Club of Rome, same bunch again, same old bunch. Uh, all come up with the same articles over and over. So in a peer-reviewed paper, they're, they're always peer-reviewed. Oh, that means they're really important. Put up by the American Institute of Biological Sciences. So that's the ones that do... Oh, the ethics as well, the new norms and ethics. It's called the social norms and global environmental challenges. Exactly from the Club of Rome, same stuff. And it says, to be published in, uh, it says, uh, in the 2013th edition of Bioscience, a group of well-known scientists, well-known, you see, calls on government and scientists to start with a planned social engineering of norms and values in regards to environmental policies. This is new norms and values. The objective, according to the authors, is that these engineered norms must work their way into existing ones so finally environmental policies will be accepted without reserve, meaning you get forced to accept it. A sustained campaign, in other words, with government and scientists working together. Is that just what they just did with this whole con of COVID, eh? And their SAGE organization? But here, here, let's work with scientists and government to create new normals, eh? Isn't that wonderful? It's, it'll gradually create cha- changes in behaviour, so environmental policies will be more easily accepted over the course of some time. There you go. You won't know what's happening. It's gradual, you see. 
life sciences could make fundamental contributions to the gender through targeted research on the emergence of social norms. Substantial numbers of people will have to alter their existing behaviours to address this new class of global environmental problems. Alternative approaches are needed when education and persuasion alone are insufficient. Right? There you go. Down, down, down. Through all ed- education that you've had, it, it's been taught in all the schools and they've created them. We're all going to die. You bad older folk have eaten all the food and destroyed the planet. And oh my God, the planet's dying. Really? Really? Have you looked around you? Hmm? I tell you. The scientists express confidence that their recommendations can be carried out in a way that abides by the principles of representative democracy, even though they're going beyond all that. And, and creating, using psychology and science to persuade you to do what they want you to do, right? Psyops again. And uh, this is what they do. I've read the articles too for over many years. I, I, to me, this is all old stuff, and this is an old article. This is what they're doing right now, by the way. Move beyond existent levels of public permission. Just do it. Go on with it. The Club of Rome came out with that with, with their, their, their books years ago. Limits to growth and all that, and, and uh, the first global revolution. Right? You'll hear other guys part in this next week, by the way. <laughs> they never give me uh, a thing for it. And they use Marakai's for their talks. Otherwise, they just talk politics and who you vote for. And, uh, and that's the articles I'm going to use for, for the, the COVID thing right now, by the way. Now I'll get into some of the other stuff. And to do with the overthrow of everything, the big overthrow that's going on, uh, or the appearance of the overthrow, you understand, right? And how it's been allowed to go on by the establishment. It's quite amazing, isn't it? And I'll continue with some more of these articles because they all tie in together. You think things are separate, but they're not separate at all. Everything I've mentioned here tonight, and things still to mention, they're even a few years old. They're all connected, completely connected with one agenda. And uh, you, you find out, if you, if you ponder things, don't get tied up in the minutiae of things. When you, it's, it's like looking at signs and symptoms of a disease. You can always tell. That's how you come to conclusion and the diagnosis of what the disease is, you see. And when you see all things working, it's like Bill Gates. Bill Gates who also came out with reimagining education, you know, and his system would, for a lockdown society, like a permanently lockdown society, all doing it from home in the computers, using his system and his curriculum, and what a power over the planet that would be to give a common culture, UNESCO on steroids, eh? And that's what they want, folks. Then you got George Soros, who wanted a few years ago he came out with a he wanted a nationalized police force for America, centralized like centralization, centralization, central. That's totalitarianism, folks. Hmm? Think about it. And remember too, before I forget again, to go into cuttingthroughmatrix.com and donate, donate a few bucks my direction because I'll still be going, hopefully, if I'm still breathing, or being allowed to breathe or whatever, as things go get worse and worse and worse. Which they will. They're not stopping. You understand this? This is a war against the whole planet, really, the people of the planet on right now, using different guises for the same thing. 
and uh, and it's also to threaten uh, other groups and get racial groups fighting each other. There's no doubt about it. When one group's get promoted over the other, and others are supposed to sit and cower as being bad, guilty, nasty people, uh, while the other ones who are ready to, to <laughs> do them in are being lauded as, as having some natural revenge rights or something for, for, for things that never happened to them. Hey, come on here. huh? Things that happened centuries ago. I'll, I'll mention one article too. It's called The Real Racist by Paul Craig Roberts. And he goes on about it. Uh, the worst racists in the world are the U.S. print and TV media, NPR and university administrators. Administrations, the racism is directed entirely at white people. This is although Ron Unz is correct that Harvard University discriminates against Asians and limits their enrollment, does Harvard once limit Jewish enrollment? It is white people who are accused by white media and white political leaders of both parties of racial suppression of black people. Even Trump's vice president has taken the side of black looters against looted whites as has the Republican majority leader in the U.S. Senate. That doesn't bode well when you've got this. You understand, the people above all of this, again, in, in government and the deep states, are allowing all this to happen. They're promoting all of this rioting to, and, and the divisions and divisions and divisions uh, because this is part of the agenda. Out of chaos comes out the new order. That's what comes out of it. That's what it's about, order of chaos. And the folk who participate, they always forget it, get emotionally involved, and they forget what's really behind it all, and who's going to win, and what kind of system's going to come in. But that's what's happening. And of course, folk, you can see it on YouTube, you'll see some of the, 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 the people in cars and so on, yelling to the crowds and the gangs that are burning stuff and so on, to kill white people. There's no mistaking what they're saying here. And you can imagine if it was the other way around, uh, Bill Hale to pay and, oh, people, your heads must roll, etc. But no, when you're, when you're allowing this to get advocated from the very top, then what are white folk are going to supposed to do here? Hmm? Do they want retaliation here? Or if white folk are threatened uh, and the police aren't going to turn up to help them out, they're on their own. What do you expect them to do? See, you understand that uh, this is all connected to you. There's folk in London, uh, I noticed, uh, who, are, who are doing their bit of rioting too. Like, again, they're not all peaceful, believe you me, according to the media. They're, they're, this is not happy, fun and games things. They're not peaceful at all, some of them. And there's folk that Britain's welcomed in from all these countries that were never slaves. And they've been given the best starts in Britain too. You can't, if you really want to, uh, the doors are open for university and everything if you want to. And even the financial support, there's nothing to bitch about here, folks, you know, for things that happened centuries ago. Centuries ago, uh, as I say, off the, from the, the shores of Britain, they, they tried it, they deported people. They, they created stacks of laws in poverty times where you get deported for uh, and, and sentenced to get, to get put off to another country as an indentured servant. They didn't like to call you a slave, but that's what it was. And you were bought coming off the boat, and a cut went back to the judge that sentenced you, and, and parted the captain. These were white folk. They were the first ones. They died too quickly on plantations. So they tried American Indians too. That same thing happened to the Native Indians. They died as well. And so they brought in Africans. And a lot of them were sold off by African chiefs over there too. 
some of them even had their own little empires on the go. It's, this is nothing. This is not uh, an unknown what here in. So, but the, the, yeah, you'll find the same thing. Even going back into much older times, you found in Ireland uh, when Saint Patrick. Uh, when in Ireland, I mean, he, he'd been caught himself and immediately be a slave at one point and escaped. And they came back and to try to stop the uh, the pagan rites that were going on there with sacrifices and so on. But that was a normal thing for us to, to enslave uh, people you conquered. The Romans did the same thing. The Greeks did it. And across Africa and different tribes did it to each other as well. That was the that's unfortunate history of humankind, folks. Very unfortunate history. Very terrible. But uh, to, to, this has all been manufactured in recent years for different reasons by the same group that brought you communism <laughs> long before you heard the Antifa and so on. And uh, it's on the go. It's, it's working well because there's much higher powers behind all of this. As I say, uh, yeah, 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 send me a few bucks my way. Hopefully I can keep ticking along as we go through the chaos because it's not going to end with this. This is just part of it. The COVID was another part before it. And they've mentioned that they want a whole new world order. What do you think that means? It means they give you a different TV station. No, no, this is a whole new order of doing things, being, accepting what you're told to do by experts from birth to death and how much you're going to eat, not eat, how much you're going to pay for for the privilege of being alive and consuming and, and, and all that, and carbon tax. This is a whole thing, folks, right down to who will breed and who will not breed. That's supposed to come out of all of this, all of this chaos, you see. All of it. And you can't go having racial wars along the way, too. There's no doubt about it. What One police chief, I put the article up, too, and he mentioned that, that they should be looking into, and they will be looking into the relationship between George... Lloyd and uh, this policeman who was on his neck for eight and a half minutes because who they knew each other and they'd 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 butted heads, it says, before in the club that they worked at and so on, some nightclub or whatever, or dance club, I'm not sure what it was, but anyway, yeah, they knew each other and uh, there's definitely some kind of animosity there regardless. On top of it all, uh, because the, the the guy, yeah, you just what were they doing doing that particular neck movement, which is not used except in advanced um, advanced uh, martial arts, really. But I know it's used another, by another country that teaches America. This is true. American police, uh, how to do anti-terrorism moves and so on, and that's part of it too. That this kind of they call it restraint. It's not restraint. It's a rather deadly force, as you know. And even if if, if George died of a heart attack, as they say, it might have happened. Regardless, um, you can get amazing permanent damage recurrently if you cut off the carotid artery to the neck. Yeah, damage, incredible damage, and the brain too. Of course you do. That's if you survive it. So, uh, no, this was uh, amazing. And it's never been explained why they just had a eight and a half minutes like that. Eight and a half minutes. And that's not all the cops, believe you me. There's no way. There was something else going on here. And uh, I've looked at some of the cops um, in New York City and different places here all being accused of being racist. And, so. and uh, no, <laughs> in modern society... They've got to be almost um, as beyond social work, believe you me. 
what they had to put up with too, and, and still not go overboard in, in today's society with drugs and, and alcohol and drugs, and, and drugs they have now too, my goodness, eh? Uh, and the domestic squabbles that are going on, uh, gang fights. Yeah, yeah, the society is in a mess. I mean, it is in an awful, awful mess, isn't it? It, it truly is. Getting back to what happens to you, look at, at when, because Fauci was against anybody interfering with his big plans and, and Gates' plans of who's going to get the contracts, like like Gilead, antiviral and so on. Um, they can immediately, uh, immediately pretty well ban hydroxychloroquine across the country and buy up all the stocks, by the way. I think the government, the US government bought it all off. That's what we're told anyway, until the folk can't get it. The ordinary folk just can't get it, right? They can do that instantly, right? But they can't stop drugs flowing into the country from all over the planet and China with the fentanyl. That's where most of it's coming from, apparently. They just can't stop that. Who's kidding who? Come on here. But then you know the governments are are in the (laughs) the CIA especially uh, with with, uh, cocaine and heroin and all the rest of it. And that was the first thing, going back, because we lived through it, and I did the talks at the time, of George Bush, Junior, you know, Junior Bush. The first law that he passed when they, they invaded Afghanistan was that, yeah, now the Taliban, they could start growing the poppy again. The poppy was banned, the Greek, for the opium, right? The poppy was banned, the poppy growing, by the Taliban when they were in charge of it. They banned it. And that's bad for business when you're flogging uh, the, the, the eventual substitutes of the, the stuff that comes out of opium, like the heroin. And the CIA is so involved in, 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 in using it as black budgets, heroin across the U.S., see? We've lived through the drugs for guns and all these kind of things before, and yada, yada, yada. You, do you really think your government is... Do you, do you have any faith at all in justice anymore? When there's so much corruption going on, you know, so much, it's incredible corruption going on. In Latin America, every, every intelligence agency in the planet has got its even helicopters down there uh, in the drug trade, you know, ferrying this stuff back and forth and so on. Astonishing stuff going on. And here they are stirring up, they said, the race war, right? Everything directed at white folk who, who just calmly take it. I don't think they're so calm. I mean, they're getting a lot of nervous people now, right? But this article here goes on about um, both parties of racial suppression, black peoples and so on. Even Trump's vice president has taken the side of the black looters against looted whites. An extraordinary destruction of white and Asian businesses and many businesses, wiping out families' lifetime work and the looting of national businesses. Who's And he gets, he gets really emotional here and calls it a dumb... Um, excretion, I guess you call it an excretion. Dumb uh, CEOs support the looters, the merciless gang beatings of whites and Asians who attempted to defend their persons and their property. Yeah. Yeah, that's, this is dangerous stuff going on here. And the egging on of the violence by politicians in both parties and by the entirety, and by the entirely, I guess it's entirety, it means of the media, including many alternative media websites, shows a country undergoing collapse. 
This is why it's not shown in national media. Some local media show an indication of the violent destruction in their community, but it's not accumulated and presented to a national audience. Consequently, Americans think looting and destruction is only a local occurrence. He just checked the CNN and the BBC, and there's nothing about the extraordinary economic destruction and massive thefts. Instead, I learned from CNN that NASCAR, a southern institution, has banned Confederate flags. <laughs> this is our southern people so stupid that they will still attend NASCAR races. Yes, they are. I learned from the BBC that HBO has removed Gone with the Wind from its offerings. And it gives you the link to it, too, from the BBC. The famous movie is not about racism, it's about the South in the aftermath of Lincoln's war. But the South is racist, so they're branded forever. And so HBO uh, removed the movie. Are Southern people so stupid that they will still use HBO? Yes, they are. Some years ago I read that a movie theatre somewhere in the South, it might have been in Louisiana or Mississippi, had always shown Gone with the Wind on an anniversary, had ceased to permit the movie to be shown. Did Southerners protest and burn down the movie theatre? No. The U.S. Congress demonstrated its unconcern with America's unraveling by having the brother of the often convicted criminal George Floyd speak to them. The U.S. Congress is more interested in grandstanding over a convicted felon's death than the unfolding death of her country. How do these facts boil down to white supremacy? The only person in U.S. TV media speaking truthfully about what's going on is Tucker Carlson at Fox News whose firing, indeed murder, is demanded by the white is evil multitude. How long can Fox News hold on? This is happening right now, by the way. And um, so anyway, um, it's just, there's no doubt that whites have accepted their demise. Whites acknowledge their subservience to blacks by serving as majority enforcers for punishment of whites. It's so commonplace that it goes unnoticed. NASCAR's driver, Kyle Larson, has been fired for using the N-word, it says here. Before the white NASCAR representatives of black power will give Kyle Larson his livelihood back, he has to grovel in complete sensitivity training. So it's not a matter of being right, wrong, or whatever here. What he's getting at really is, I mean, he's obviously getting really ticked off with it. But uh, this is what you're getting uh, for news now. And it's so whitewashed, I guess the word for whitewashed. Uh, and I saw some of the CNN clips, and my goodness me, I mean, uh, you'd, you'd think it was just a summer of love they were having, you know, in, in these little um, barricade areas, barrels. It really is, isn't it? This is what I try to promote you. But uh, yeah, it's, it's finished, really. It's pretty well finished, I would say. Now, here's some of the articles here. But there's no guessing here. This is what I'm trying to get at. There's no guessing that everybody at the top is promoting this, obviously. It's one thing to get a culprit who killed someone. But it's another thing to allow, which is obviously a pre-planned thing, is to say Antifa jump on the spike. They wait for a spike occurrence and jump on the back of it. They don't care what it is, but it's got to be emotional. And they jump, they jump on the back of it, because they're communists, technically. But the ones at the very top of Antifa, they know who they're working for, and they know what they want to get out of it, obviously. They do. In an article 2, this is Army Esper reverses plan to send active duty troops home. And it's true, the ones at the top there have really come out publicly against uh, Trump. It's interesting you watch this. I just stand back and watch all, because uh, there's bigger things going on, obviously, than what they're telling you. 
and a lot of uh, retired, a lot of the, the generals are against it, are actually retired, none they take from the military industrial complex, who really want the wars resumed in full force across the Middle East. I hope you understand that. They want to get on to the total destruction of Syria. It's still going on, by the way, and, and uh, a few other places as well. And they want to get rid of Iran and everything that they've signed on to because they technically there's no problem for working for even foreign powers because they're lobbyists, you understand. A lot of these generals are lobbyists. And they're all in on board with this New World Order idea, no doubt about it. And so this archbishop who came out uh, warning Trump about Freemasonry is not uh, off the wall, by the way. Uh, Freemasonry, if you've read the Freemasons' books themselves, including Albert Pike's works and, um, and with Mazzini and so on, they, 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 he gave Mazzini the, to take over the, the, the world revolutionary movement. It's a revolutionary movement, you understand. And uh, they knew exactly who to revolt against and who not to revolt against. But they were a world revolutionary movement, and they, um, Mazzini took up the cudgel. He was given permission to take it over, and for the, eventually that revolutionary movement became the communist movement, for those who don't know that. And uh, they, they stemmed out from, from Britain. That was one of the headquarters of London, of course. They, before that, they'd been attacking Holland and other countries too. And, and try to get rid of Catholicism across Europe to take over, because, because Protestantism was a good cover, actually, for, for Freemasonry, for those who haven't figured it out yet. I, could, I can remember reading articles that were in the mainstream papers years ago, where so many of the, the pastors in the, the Baptist churches in the States were, were high Freemasons. They were quite openly high Freemasons. And folk never really quite figured it out. But but when you saw the the the, the, the turn on Trump when he did that PR stunt with the, the Bible, and outside St John's Church, St John's the Divine, St John the Divine's Church, in Washington D.C., that was a turning point again, because uh, the High Masons suddenly were in public view doing something that Masons aren't supposed to do. You understand? It's a Christian church. And you're not supposed to have anything, any mention of Christianity in a Masonic Lodge. So you're all sworn against Christianity, I hope you understand that. But you, you can quote the, the Old Testament, there's no problem with that, and little bits and pieces from it. But the Christian church um, is uh, anathema to, to it, really. So the, so the ones who, who followed Trump and end up in, with their faces plastered across the planet, uh, who were in the military, uh, who were the, his advisors in the military, they, they, they really became furious when they realized what they'd done and how it had been used, that little joint. And uh, they, again, it really, they really turned like crazy against them. Amazing, isn't it? Amazing. And then you get, of course, everybody else jumping on the bandwagon. Oh, my goodness me, do you, do you know that they worship Lucifer? And Pike mentioned that himself, you know, and, and so did Bavatsky, who, who was given the right just to do a, create a kind of female version of before the Eastern Star version of it, and um, for theosophy and so on. It's so inter interesting. There's a whole a whole area there that's very very interesting. I won't go into all 
but her, 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 what she, what she worked towards, and what others worked towards too. But yeah, Mazzini was a, was a, put in charge of the, the revolutionary movement for the world for a while, and he wrote about it, and Pike wrote about it as well. And there's no guesswork here, but Pike also did pretty well say that, um, you know, uh, that Lucifer, of course, is is there a, a, a god? You see. And so did definitely uh, Blavatsky did, no doubt about it, make no doubt that Lucifer is God. And uh, this is the whole thing of, of, the, of, the, of the dualism uh, of life, you know. And he's also said a strange name to give the, uh, the, the, the morning star, you know, Lucifer. Because Jesus, Jesus was also given references in bright morning star. So this is the idea of dualism, dualism, dualism all through everything. And the dualism through nature and human nature and the, uh, con- the control factor of the world, getting back to what I mentioned earlier about the, the stone cutter. And, um, and the tesserated floor, of course, of black and white. You know, you, you move in between the black and the white that which is visible to the public and not so visible by them, but they'll call to see uh, what they're also doing. And, and what you're hearing, you can hear the same things and get two totally different messages from if you know what you're, how to decipher what you're hearing, you know, and so on. And seeing. But, but again, uh, yeah, this mismasonry idea was always for a, a world order. Always for a new world order. And they believe, uh, because they're all working for the big boys that we are way above them, believe you me. Uh, that uh, they'll be well rewarded, but still they're still working for the big boys way above them that plan it all and really mightily, <laughs> you know, benefit financially, etc., from their big power moves at the very, very top. But it is interesting to watch it happening. Uh, Freemasonry uh, under Pike, you know, it was really dedicated to the destruction of uh, existing religions. They would take what, what they could from other religions. I mean, talking about Muslims and so on. And Benjamin Franklin talks about it quite openly in his own memoirs. He says that he said, "When I'm a um, when I'm a in the East, I'm a Muslim. You know, when I'm here, I'm something." He said, "In other words, he'd be like a chameleon. He, he would put on the appearance of whatever was the the dominant system. You know, like no old, old adage, like when in Rome, do what the Romans do." That's the covers that they take, basically. And don't forget, when you worship someone uh, who who's the Grand Master in the East, you, you're you're giving him respect of a god. You understand? The sun rises in the East, eh? But yeah, you, you, there's a whole different system in Freemasonry, and and the military is completely, completely immersed in it. You know, totally baptized in it. And uh, the police used to be at one time too, and and the black lodges as well. The Bamas and the Prince Hall, the Prince Hall Lodge, and so on. Everything is catered to. Women are catered to by the Eastern Star and a few other organisations. The world's run by these organisations. You know, it's quite fascinating to to watch it all happen. So yeah, you're watching them bring order. They'll create more and more chaos. Then they'll bring out the order, order, order out of chaos. That's the Scottish Rite Freemasonry, and um, you'll see it happen. You know, it might not be pleasant, and, and, and to make it happen for on a world scale, it's got to be absolutely chaotic and horrific and terrible, with lots of suffering. What you're seeing now might be the testing of the birth pangs, basically, 
for, for a worse thing to come. I really think so, because the, the Antifa itself, they don't care about the, what really happens. They jump on it and use it where it is. But whoever's been, who claims victimhood, they jump on the bandwagon. And um, and they say that in their manuals, the training manuals, that that when there's a spike with social grievances or whatever, they jump on it immediately, go into action, and then they use, they, they hide behind it, but also use it to push for world this, this um, it's, it's not anti-fascist, it's, and it's, a, it's pro-communism for a new world order, along the ways of George Soros and along the, the, the designs of Bill Gates and all the big folk who already believe that they really have the right to rule the world. They certainly own enough of it. That's what's happening. So yeah, you'll see the military going against Trump right now because he hasn't. Uh, the only time he got, he got all kudos from the military and, and the politicians is when he did send some missiles over into Syria that time when they had the fake. They tried to blame them for releasing uh, um, weapons of mass destruction, gas or whatever, which they hadn't, it turns out. But facts don't matter. But he sent them, the missiles over anyway. And suddenly the papers were, oh, he was a good guy again for a little, for a little while, a very short time. But he, he didn't get on when the war is enough, and, and they're, they're not too happy about it. And that's a fact. The top generals are well rewarded for getting the wars going, you know. Really. Big time. California attorney allegedly offers free representation to black people willing to kill police. And... Um, Southern California criminal defense attorney is being investigated by the Los Angeles Police Department for advocating that black people kill police officers. It won't stop until black people start murdering cops, which they should do, often and with great relish, she says. These, these uh, sea-sucking, low IQs can't get into law school. Jarheads need an asphalt nap, he says, during which they bleed out on the streets where they're shot down. I would have no problem with them. I would absolutely 100% defend to death any African-American who picked off a cop or two. It's time. It's well past time. One screenshot read. Well, that doesn't bode well when you have these things being promoted and allowed at the top. What's so evident is the complete lack of backing up people uh, telling them they'll be protected when all this is going on. There's, there's just nothing being said that I can hear in a way. Really, from the top down, which is not doesn't bode well for anybody, for anybody, folks. And I really think they want to get racial wars on the go. That's all I can imagine here. Another article, too, says um, by Paul Craig Roberts, Can We Survive Our Collective Stupidity? Come the conclusion, Americans are, are mentally and emotionally stupid. On any given day, there's endless evidence that this is the case. Just a few selections from news the last few days should suffice to establish the point. Instead of reforming police training as a rational response to George Floyd's death from an aggressive restraint technique, the Minneapolis City Council voted to disband the Minneapolis Police Council. <laughs> police Councilman Lisa Bender responded to a citizen's question. Uh, what she's supposed to do if she faces a threat in her home and there are no police to call it. Yes, I hear that loud and clear from a lot of neighbours and I know it myself too. I know that uh, that comes from a place of privilege, all this white privilege stuff that's been brainwashed. You know, you stop using the terminology, folks. There's no white privilege. We're all going down together here. I hope you understand that. That's what's happening. And I, I think one of them too, another article went up where... One of them who said the same kind of thing 
uh, actually as someone who's phoned the police herself a few times in the past year or two for help. But uh, facts don't matter, right? And the chairman of the Joint Chiefs tells the troops to uphold the Constitution and says National Guard are under governor's orders in public. Rebuke to Donald Trump, as retired General Slam President, and Jim Mattis compares him to Nazis. Where do you get all this Nazi stuff from? Really? Yeah. Really? Come on here. Huh? Who's behind it when you hear Nazi, Nazi, Nazi all the time? And it says here... Um, Former Defence Secretary Jim James Mattis and retired Force General General John Allen both bashed Donald Trump on Wednesday op-eds for his response to the unrest. They specifically called out police clearing Lafayette Park with tear gas and rubber bullets so Trump could visit a church across the street for a photo op. Well, they were burning down places. They weren't trying to burn the church, for goodness sake, here. Come on here. Let's, let's get the rest of the stuff into this article, Daily Mail, huh? Eh? As it may well signal the beginning of the end of the American experiment. Very, that's a Masonic statement right there. Because that's what it was called by the Masons, and the American experiment. Huh? The system, eh? Alan said of the church visit where Trump held up his Bible. I don't know if it was his Bible or not. For photos, Mattis chastising Trump was a break from his previous silence on the actions of his former employer. Huh? So he's the first president that doesn't try to unite the American people. He doesn't even pretend to try, he wrote. The thing is, none of these guys are happy that uh, the wars aren't, you know, they're getting pressure put on them, by the way, from outside forces to get the wars finished. Why, why, why do you think America's been over there for 30 years? Why do you think, eh? Who benefits? I mean, the, the money has gone back and forth all over the place to these these guys who literally are lobbyists for the military-industrial complex. Big money. I've, I read some of them last month, too, I think, uh, uh, who, who were getting millions. Like, every contract, you, their cut was in the millions for every contract they got from certain uh, manufacturers of equipment and so on. Yeah, it's very lucrative. But yeah, he has to go on with the war. See, Trump hasn't put the, he wanted, they want the boots on the ground. American troops, they want them all over Syria and all, and across Iran and get on with it. That's what they want. And a few other places. Big agenda, eh, on the go. Big, big agenda. No one's going to win here. The, all the rioters or whatever, they're not going to win. No, no one is going to win out of this. You've got a complete system that you'll never recognize. No one of any, any particular creed or ethnic group is going to recognize it. It's not going to be pleasant for anybody. And then um, <laughs> Chicago Mayor Laurie Lightfoot, who was all for the lockdowns and stuff, and, and had her, uh, their woman, Minister of Health, or whatever they call him down there, in charge of health, dictating they're gonna, all going to get the vaccine when it came out and all that kind of stuff. Eh? She was all for the total lockdown until they had the vaccine ready and all that, and then your, your passport, immunity pass. And Chicago Mayor Laurie Lightfoot, uh, briefed the city's 50 aldermen during an online conference uh, on May 31st about the civil unrest in the city. It says, um, in the audio, some aldermen are heard breaking down in tears, while others voiced outrage that their communities have become the wild, wild west. Alderman Ed Burke said he had not seen such chaos since the Chicago riots of 1968, sparked by the murders of Martin Luther King Jr. and leaving 11 people dead. Alderman Susan Sadlowski Garza 
broke down in tears as she said she was scared her ward had become, uh, I guess that's um, a spit show, or what could it be, I don't know, with riot. I'm not used to officials talking, writers shooting at the police, she says, writers shooting at the police. Lightfoot admitted that people are just, I guess she means feeling as F something something, you know, in lawless right now. Others warn vulnerable residents will lose access to food and medicine as local businesses are destroyed. And the fraught uh, call came the same day that Chicago recorded its most violent day in 60 years with 18 fatally shot in the city. That's that's some shooting each other, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's, that's the way it goes, folks. And, and some of them, literally in some of these areas, had spent years building up their own areas and their own shopkeepers and, and grocery stores, and now they're all burnt down. And one of them said that they'll, they'll probably never get the stores to come back in again. Is, is that what's called winning, really? I don't think so. Through all of this as it's going on, a Chinese military officer was arrested for trying to leave the U.S., apparently, um, with a cache, a cache of scientific research uh, which was conducted at California University. That happens all the time, unfortunately, just like the other stuff that happened with the vials before. But uh, they belong to the... Their officers, remember, a lot of them in the Chinese military. And um, the guy, what they're claiming is the fellow didn't mention he was still associated with the military, well, when he actually still is part of the People's Liberation Army, it says here. And... Um, he was still getting paid by the Chinese military while he was over in the States, you see, getting the stuff. Anyway, they're taking all this stuff from, I don't know what they're working on from the California universities, but it um, doesn't tell you either, I don't think. And also, a council member in the States that uses a, used a key to allow the protesters and, and rioters into Seattle City Hall. So Suant was calling on Mayor Jenny Durkin to resign over violence and brutality by police in the city's response to the overwhelmingly peaceful riots. Overwhelmingly peaceful riots. <laughs> riots, peaceful. Uh, they have seen in response to the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. So the, so the protesters poured in the building chanting for the mayor's removal and were met with a speaker from the Socialist Alternative Party. <laughs> uh, there you go. Despite their mayor being beyond progressive, that's really far, they're demanding she resigns since she won't defund the police. This is a new normal in big cities of America, it says here. So, yeah, worse, worse is still to come. Uh, and if there's more, and I'm telling you, with the whole, the, the Antifa will ride them, the, these people, the protesters, they'll ride on their backs like they're a mule. They will. That's what Antifa does. That's what communism does. They're agitators, and they, they'll get it going big time. And uh, if another spike happens, another, another killing uh, will happen, or they'll jump on that too if they can get it going. They want this to be total warfare across the, the country, and understand that. I mean, that's the whole point of it. You know, they, they, when they leap on someone's back, it's to get something else forward. It's not because they care about anybody being killed. That's that's the truth of it. These folk don't care who gets killed or who starves to death and the, or any of that. Not at all. This is their old. This is old communist techniques. 
we're, we're all written about, and uh, there's nothing. A lot of them will tell you that openly. You know, these people are quite. Uh, they're all for it. Uh, they don't see past revolution. They don't. Just, they don't see past revolution, into hunger and, and, and starvation, and they don't see past any of this stuff. You know, they never do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, an article was, uh, it was mentioned about that some of the African slave uh, countries in Africa that, that ran a lot of slavery. There's Dahomey was one of them, the historical kingdom in Africa. And that's from the, the Encyclopedia Britannica, but there's some good books about it, pretty in-depth one. Books about it too. It says that it, says it flourished in the 18th and 19th centuries in the region that is now southern Benin. According to tradition, at the beginning of the 17th century, three brothers vied for the kingdom of Alada, which, like neighboring Waida, now Quida, had grown rich on the slave trade. When one of the brothers won control of Alada, their two fled. One went southeast and had founded Porto Novo on the coast east of Waida. The other, Do Aklan, went uh, north and found the kingdom of Abami, core of the future Dahomey. They all paid tribute to the powerful Yoruba kingdom of Oyo to the east. And they go on about, uh, yeah, they, 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 um, they would buy arms from European traders and uh, lots of other things too. And uh, it was a thriving, had a thri- thriving system of selling slaves to Europeans. They conquered other tribes that were about them and so on. It's uh, no no one, believe me, into history. I always say that history is a horror show. Get out of all that. Of course, there's nice things happening in between for all individuals. If you have a sense of humor and a laugh once in a while, you know, that's all you had really. Often that's all you had. But history generally, under power structures, is, is a horror show. It truly is. It's a horror show. In every country. Department of Justice reveals striking details of riot arrests, including helicopter laser strikes and precinct arson. Education is offensive and racist, and so is America. This is this is this 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 um, again. Paul Craig Roberts. He's really on a roll with. Uh, it's really upsetting what's happening to him. And uh, Esper catches White House off guard with opposition to military use of Trump and blah blah blah. And let's see what else here. There's so much you could put here, you could talk all night on it. But And Fauci's back with more coronavirus scare stories, trying to get the spike going, you know, for the fall. And telling us that coronavirus is his worst nightmare again. Oh my goodness, oh. I guess he, he must get nightmares about getting drowned and buried under mountains of money, floating down on him. Hey, I guess that's what he's saying. That's what I imagine, anyway. And... Um, What you're seeing is not pleasant, was, was being hiked up here. Billionaire George Soros spent $33 million bankrolling the Ferguson demonstrators to create echo chamber and drive national protests. That was from 2015. How, how can you, you understand, how can any group or people live in safety and peace? I don't care who you are. When you have characters like Soros behind it, with professional agitators, Getting funded with things like thirty-three million dollars, just just like it's nothing, it's spending money, huh? And they bust in protesters from New York and D.C. to take over campaigning, and different cash recipients would receive, would repeat each other's messages, etc. 
Oh, that's astonishing, really, eh? And then George Soros and Tom Steyer invest in the left wing of the Democratic Party. Did they own it? I wonder if they, want, if they actually own it now. 2018, that one. They're at it again, apparently. I tell you. Another article, too, which is interesting, because it's obvious what's going on, what is happening here. When the government abandons all, all the peoples, right? This is how to destroy civilization, thanks to tenured radicals. And they are tenured. I mean, the radicals that are not what people at the bottom of the working class, believe me, who are organizing this. We're witnessing the retribalization of the world. And uh, is that the truth of it? And they give you examples of what's happened in the past, the same kind of things, and it's like repetition, repetition. Yeah, it's a, a lot of it is rep- repetitive too. But yeah, you so many different groups who will jump on the backs of folk who are being killed, obviously, uh, and to use them for a different purpose altogether. And that is that is a fact. It's not just a guess. And I put up these articles too on Next Gen America, founded in 2013. Initially, again, they're all combined. You see, the Next Generation in Climate for Climate uh, Action and so on. Then it changed its name in 2017 to better reflect that it was not only concerned about the environment, but also would be a leader in opposing President Donald Trump. And that's what it turned its, its whole activities to. The founder was Tom Steyer, a left-wing billionaire activist who spent $123 million during the 2018 campaign promoting Democratic candidates and advocating first for impeaching President Donald Trump. Amazing, isn't it? So combat climate or global warming, you don't have to come up here, I'm telling you, and you don't have to combat anything. You'd be looking for blankets to keep yourself warm and helping it to elect Democrats and so on. Mm-mm-mm. It also teamed up with SEIU International and Planned Parenthood to turn out the Democratic voters in the battleground state of New Hampshire, etc. in 2016. And... Uh, it partnered with Hollywood liberal actors to produce ads pushing millennials to get out and vote for candidates promising to fight global warming. <laughs> there you go. That's part of the why we vote. Global warming, remember, is, is sustainability, which is depopulation, if you haven't figured it out. It was quite plainly put out by the Club of Rome. They were given the task of finding a reason to, 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 to indoctrinate us on what, you know, well, this is... Climate change, you know, or, or famine and 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 drought and and plague and so on, would would, would fit the bill. Mankind was here for the enemy. Man was the enemy of the of the planet, basically, the environment. So that would fit the bill to 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 train the kids and that very thing. It didn't that whole campaign wasn't um, to indoctrinate us into. It wasn't around before then. They were given the task of finding something that would work upon the people. To make us depopulate and not have children and etc. For a post-consumerist uh, society, not just post-industrial, but post-consumer. <laughs> so there you go. But how can you? How can any country, democratic country, run smoothly in any direction? It's bad enough with political parties the way they are. They're all corrupt. That's true. Uh, and I mean all of them, even the ones that they set up for different ethnic groups, just as before you know, if they weren't to corrupt to start with, they very quickly are. Folk get used to cash very, very quickly, and they want more and more of it very quickly, and power very quickly. That's unfortunately a trait of humankind. We know that's true. 
That's what history is. And it's all done under good auspices and good-sounding agendas and so on, right? As you're under, but how can you possibly not be crumbled by, by such massive, um, even foreign, foreign-trained organizations into organization and, and subversion? How can you, how can any country, unless your country goes to war with them, which it won't happen, because the people at the top of your countries are just as compromised, it seems to be. They're on board with it, aren't they? But how can you possibly have any functioning democratic kind of system if you've got folk like this who can dish out billions just over and over again and subvert everything? Can't they? How can even parents decide what their children will be taught? You can't. It's subverted too through the different school education systems. Bill Bill Gates is in, you know, with his Common Core, etc., Wanting a, a uniform education, which is just an indoctrination system, right? For the new era, for the whole planet. Yeah, visualizing education, eh? So I'll put some articles upon on that. It's quite interesting to see it. There's some articles here I'm not even quite sure of are real, as I say. With, with the autonomous zones, is one, one organizer. Was was asking for food, vegan meat and soy. Sorry, I guess that's Bill Gates because he's he he got patents on the a lot of vegan meat. You know that they keep area operational after homeless people take all their food. That was the excuse it was given. I thought this was a, a joke. Maybe it still is. I don't know. But some of the things that are happening wouldn't surprise me in the least. Honestly, that's going on today. Not at all. Hmm? One of the articles here says scores of retired military leaders publicly denounced Trump publicly. But I was looking for a, a list of them. I did get a list, and there was maybe 10 folk altogether. So, but so you don't know if evidence is being exaggerated for, for, for headlines, or, or what's the truth here, you know? Although it wouldn't surprise me if scores were on the take from the military-industrial complex. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Not in the least. Yeah, it's quite some. And their article says radical protester threatens to tear cops apart if they don't commit suicide. That's quite a choice, though. Seattle City Councilwoman justifies his sentiments. So the, the Councilwoman Teresa Mosqueda posted a live video on Facebook knowing it contained vicious anti-Seattle Police Department excrement, including a threat from a piece of filth in the crowd belling through a bullhorn at cops protecting their precinct. He vomited, SPD, I need you to do me a favor. Take your guns, put them into your chins, onto your chins, and pull the trigger, the man yelled. I need you to kill yourselves. That's your only redemption. Go ahead, save us the trouble of tearing you apart and um, having you kill yourselves. And he says that a few times over. Jason Rance for My Northwest dot com wrote that the sometimes violent protests councilwoman Mosqueda remarked about the vermin's threats and told the crowd the anger you hear is justified did she miss the threat to tear the cops apart if they didn't draw their guns and blow their own heads off did she miss that so they're really building up and of course the media is part of it the same media that created, created the hype uh, over the COVID thing be, be very very afraid boys and girls and children be terrified 
was a government's paying, you know, psychological teams to terrify you into compliance. Well, the same media is at it here too, hmm? isn't it? Getting headlines. They've never had such headlines for years. Because folk were ignoring them, or so, the papers were so bad, so terribly bad. Mm-mm-mm. But again, I put the article with George Soros. Soros exposed plotting to nationalize American police. He, it's his agenda. Get rid of the local police, nationalize it, centralize. What does communists say? Centralization, centralization. Yeah. And the biggest communists are multi billionaires, folks. They, they don't mind calling themselves this at one, one era and changing it for a different era. It's all the same thing with themselves in control. So it says he's been helping Obama and the, the globalist forces to, to federalize control over American police forces under the guise of pushing criminal justice reform. And that's from emails and documents from his shadowy open society philanthropic empire uh, revealed from, from a hacking, apparently, supposedly hacked emails from funneling tens of millions of radical activist groups and race mongers to building uh, what leaked documents refer to as a national movement to reform law enforcement and are working with the White House to do it. Soros fingerprints can be found all over the growing anti-police chaos that has enveloped the U.S. cities in recent years. Well, he's allowed to do it, isn't he? Yeah. He works with Obama and everybody else who's for the same... Mind you, if you work with Soros and you know, go along with Soros, you, you, the money will flow in what you wouldn't believe. It just makes out of thin air, really. You know? I tell you, you just don't... Uh, you, the folk just don't quite get it, do they? What's really, really going on? And, and why should the media's not going to tell them what's really, really going on? But I'll get back to Jefferson, right? There is no justification for taking away individuals' freedom in the guise of public safety. We abandon freedom to achieve security, lose both, and deserve neither. The issue today is the same as it has been throughout all history, whether man shall be allowed to govern himself or be ruled by a small elite. That's so true. Is it so true? And he also said that... um, I think myself that we have more machinery of government that is necessary to many parasites living on the labor of the industrious. Take everything you have, it says. Government big enough to supply everything you need, this is interesting too, is big enough to take everything you have. The course of history shows that as a government grows, liberty decreases. And that's so true. That, that, was, that was taught in, in the U.S. for a long time, up and through the 20th century. The reason that, that it uh, took off so well, and people processed, it was mainly small businesses, I mean, that, that all over the place, you know, all kinds of manufacturing, all, people with small, very small businesses, even machining business and things like that, uh, really took off because of the lack of bureaucracy and rules. That's what did it. Now you couldn't open up your little place in your back garage and start machining stuff. Oh, no, you need a license for this and an industrial safety. Even though it's only yourself working there, etc., etc. That's how it is now, you see. So he says, the course of history shows that as government grows and liberty decreases, the two enemies of the people are criminals and government. So let us tie the second down, 
government with the chains of the Constitution. So the second will not become the legalized version of the first, <laughs> where it's just the criminals running it. The end of democracy and the defeat of the American Revolution will occur when government falls into the hands of lending institutions and money in corporations. Oh, look at the billions that Soros and others can throw around, eh? <laughs> how, can you, how can you fight that? And the, 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 and the incredibly well-organized and well-trained. Like, like, you're looking at, you're looking at um, like five years uh, training or ten, up to ten years for some of the senior ones on how to go into countries and get the color revolutions going, how to exploit grievances, piggyback on the back of grievances to get the crowds all on your side and then you use them for your purpose and the crowds go along with it until they realize what they've been used and had, you know. But how can you compete with this kind of thing when you already have, as I say, uh, Members of the military all on board with it, and members of the, the and the political parties all on board with it. Where do they get all getting their or what grand lord should they get another orders from at the top, folks? Think about that. Come on here. Come on. Come on. Hmm? They're all sworn to protect a system and a constitution. Uh, they're not sworn to bring in the end of the American experiment, as that general said. Think about that. They're all sworn to protect the existing system. With all of its problems and flaws, it's a lot better than a totalitarian system run by socialized socialism and experts. That's just communism on steroids. You know. Way ahead of what the Soviets ever had. When it really, really, really gets going. Right down to divisions and ethnic groups and so on. And, and down in divisions as well. And again, re-education camps and yada, yada, yada. Never end. And then execution for those that they say can't be rehabilitated from wrong th thinking. I mean, that's a mental illness in the Soviet Union was when you had wrong think, basically. You had inflexibility of opinion. That's what they called it. If you criticize the government, you criticize utopia, which proves you're insane. That was your, that was the verdict right there. I'm not kidding you. This is a, this is a legal verdict in the Soviet Union. You'll see it here too. Inflexibility of opinion on, on whatever you're told to now believe you're supposed to believe it and jump. And, and you say, I don't. That's not. That's not what I see. That's not what I think. No, no, no. That's not good enough. No, you. That's it. It's all coming, and that's what's behind it all. And they're definitely the ones who are financing this are experts in it. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing, folks. Eh? They really do. There's a much bigger superstructure above all of this for them all to be in abeyance from the, all the way down, all the way down through chains of command. has to be. And only folk who are not let in on the big, big secret of, of the management of it all and the control are the general population of any persuasion. <laughs> they're, they're kept out of All they see is little emotional things they're told to get stirred up. They don't see the big picture of what's controlling all of them. They don't see it. They can't imagine that something's controlling something so big, a whole nation. And, and, and in fact, all the nations, all on board with the same, with a total lockdown idea, you know. Be very terrified of a, a disease that's going to kill millions of you in every country. Millions eh? didn't happen. Didn't matter. They're at it again. Eh? It's quite quite amazing what's, what's what's really really going on here. 
As I say, I don't take politics seriously. Everything's so compromised and corrupt anyway. And it's always there to serve the existing elite. And if the existing elite obviously want what's happening, with it, including the riots right now, then that's the way it's going to be, because they, they're obviously behind it. They want it. It's been okayed from the, the, the guardian class at the top that guards their own system. That's obvious. But they're not telling the general public any truth at all as they get emotionally riled up amongst all the, the fear and the hype and, and, their, and their possible rioting that will escalate if they can get more and more spikes from further police killings. There was one that happened, I think. Uh, I just caught a bit the headline. I'm not certain on this thing, but um, someone was... was they found a guy in a car in some fast food place, a drive through you know, who'd fallen asleep. And I don't know why the cops came, but the cops tested him for, for alcohol, I think it was. I may be wrong on that, but they tested him for something, and they tried to arrest him. And he, he tried to run away, and, and they, they pulled a taser gun, and he, pulled, he, he, he snatched it and ran away with it. I guess he was trying to get away from them. But it says that uh, he was shot by a policeman. And uh, I, I don't know the whole thing about it. It's hard to, I shouldn't even talk about it because I'm not certain about what the, the, the circumstances were. But if that's the case too, I mean, it's, it's like Floyd himself. He, why was he killed? I don't care what, what the eventual cause of death was, heart attack or whatever. I think you could, a lot of folk would have a heart attack. That was happening to you. But, but the, and if he's on drugs too, which, you, which apparently he was, high in fentanyl and so on. But the fact is, you don't kill folk for, for, for trying to, even if, even if he did or didn't have an alleged $20 fake bill he was trying to pass, that's not a death sentence. So, there's more to this meets the eye here with, with the guy involved with it and him, obviously. But again, the other groups, the radical groups that are well trained and sitting chomping at the bit, uh, waiting for the word to go, would just wait for something to happen, which they call the spike, different from the, the spike of the coronavirus, but the spike in, in, uh, in situations and, uh, that are emotionally charged, and they jump on it immediately and get it going. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see if they really push this to its extreme and, and let it burn itself out, because I say the people at the bottom level are not the guys who organize it, uh, they're, they're the ones who are left to carry the can for all the damage that's been caused, etc. That's standard stuff. And they turn on, they always turn on each other to that standard again uh, as they vie for different groups eventually rise up and vie for power. And, and, and one guy will stand up and say, support me. And they, some will and some won't. Some will break over. So then they fight amongst themselves. Yeah, that's what generally happens. You know. but, uh, but the ones at the top that they're managing it all, if they can drag this on, get it worse until you're into deep fall, fall into just prior to the winter, then they spike the corona. That's what they'll claim. Uh, and then a total lockdown again. And folk will simmer over, over the winter months. Uh, anything's possible. I know that they want to, to do it that way at the top. It seems to be that way with Fauci back out again. Everybody else, even the WHO, has said that uh, they don't expect that to spike again into any foreseeable problem coming out of it. So they're, they're against it too. They're saying it probably won't do it. They have to get some credence because they lost all credence to WHO with the whole farce of it to start with. So they're, they're coming out with uh, that too. Yeah, it probably won't spike. And 
and that asymptomatic carriers are very unlikely to spread anything. Well, it's this amazing change, isn't it? After locking down uh, about half of the planet <laughs> and destroying economies by design, like anti sustainability and and post-consumerist society, all the things they talked about, eh? all falls in line with it. So as I say, for those folk who are sitting terrified with everything, don't be so terrified. And yes, you have to look after yourselves because it seems like the appearance you're getting at the moment, whether it's real or not, but the appearance that they want to give out is that if you're targeted, you're on your own. That's what they want you to think. And uh, the media is definitely all on board with this, just like they're on board with terrifying the public with the COVID thing. And uh, you have to see how it plays out. But take care of each other, for goodness sake. I'm, there's so many folks suffered through all of this. Because a lot of folks are in touch with me who have who, lost everything and, and having places burned down and so on. And I mean black folk too. Come on here. And and even they complain about these strange characters are coming in that aren't black, who who with the black clad gear on, and and some of them are <laughs> Asian and some of them, so they know they're they're they're, they're watching who these folk are too. I mean, one of some of them came in with uh, the so-called masses of refugees who had come in from going through Germany and Europe all the way to America, because I wasn't mean, surprised. I wasn't mean, surprised at all. And burning down their own areas, the areas of the black people, for goodness sake, you know. And getting it all gone. It's, it's, as that woman said, she says, it took them years to get their own businesses run by black folks in their own areas. That, that's what you call community, you know. And to watch it all get destroyed so fast, wiped out, boof, gone. Then the other big stores that were a good attraction for their area, the big stores from outside, probably won't come back in now. They had totally burned down and looted and... Destruction. So we have to stand and watch this happening and then watch the farce with the coming COVID nonsense again with Fauci and his team and the nodding the nodding woman behind them will nod with everything he says. But yeah, you know, the corruption in this whole COVID thing, the corruption in money and trillions of dollars and oh, billions given the awful. Oh, you don't have to, we can try and get a vaccine here. They're all trying to get vaccines. They don't have to come up with anything. What a present, eh? What a present. For a lot of them, it'll be once in a lifetime present. And they'll be, be multi-millionaires and maybe even multi-billionaires for life from this one big crisis of COVID. Whether they come up with anything or not, that's any good. But we've got to stop panicking and allowing the state to step in, doing what they want to do, which is using high tech for, for a prison camp for all of us, a perpetual prison, uh, and you'll be monitored from birth to death. Everything that you do, everywhere you go, right down to them telling you again, doors, or you might, you've been near someone who, who tested positive, we think may have had, <laughs> blah, 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 etc. And you can't work if you if you don't go along with us. You can't get your house if you don't do what we tell you. No, that, that's utter tyranny of an awful kind. The very kind that Bertrand Russell uh, dreamed of having. He thought it was fantastic getting that to come to pass. So remember, folks, I could go on all night, but I'm not going to do this kind of thing. Uh, for, for enough for, for one talk. Uh, but I could go on all night with a lot more data, too. Uh, but other topics, it's a shame, 
but we're, we're stuck on this for the moment because this has got priority as we go through the big changes, as I say, for maybe the, the end of the, the American experiment, you see. On behalf of those who gave you the, the Soviet experiment, that was the second one, you see. under The, the first American one was, was the idea that you're given the chance to govern yourselves. And you'd either succeed or you, or you would not. Well, you can't govern yourselves when you've got instigators behind it throwing billions of dollars out, subverting your system. How can you, how can you possibly... See what I'm saying? You'd be under a war attack for an awful long time. Many, 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 many years. Most folk don't know it. Social, cultural, all of it. Financial, economic. So your experiment hadn't, hadn't a chance of continuing. Had no chance. And the, the Soviet system didn't believe that you had the abilities to manage yourselves. You need the collective system and experts to rule your lives free. That's what you had that for. And that was done away with, as you know, but 1990, 91 or whatever it was, 1990. And Gorbachev uh, voiced it all at the time. That was the end of that experiment. Now they're trying to say this is the end of you. This is your generals, the high Masonic generals, saying this is the end of your experience. Who are they to sign it? Hmm? Maybe you ask, you should see, ask, you ask to see their secret charters that they have. Eh? How about that one? Anyway, remember, don't give up. Look after each other as best you can, if you have friends. Because it's not over yet, this whole thing. You'll need them, and you'll need each other. And help each other as best you can, and don't get t- entangled with all the all the racism that's going on, and and the goading, from all from the very top, in fact, and the way down, uh, that's going on to get this whole thing going. Stand back from it, because uh, the people who end up fighting each other and are racial are not going to win. The, the ones at the top who want it will definitely win, but no one else down down the the whole slope will uh, win at all. It won't happen like that. It won't happen at all like that. And the generals that, that want to get on with, with these wars for, for they're, they're really foreign wars for foreign purposes. Uh, and really are not for the benefit of the American people at all. But that's the only way these generals would be pleased again, if you get the whole thing, all these things going once again, you see. Why would you have to fight wars across wherever it is, or the Middle East again, or in Asia? If you're if you're on fire back home, and the generals are not complaining about that, It'd be pointless, wouldn't it? So so why do they want all this to go on? That's what they really want. Different agendas. Eh? America was supposed to be uh, there with the new Atlantis, as it said, uh, the Bacon idea. But again, don't forget that Bacon said it that to perform of government for the people, where they could participate in the government and the selection of government. But in reality, it would be run by a secret priesthood. Secret priesthood, eh? That's how the world is really run. Anyway, remember, folks, go into cuttingthroughthematrix.com and you can send a few bucks my way. Hopefully you can do it, because uh, you'll forget if I don't keep saying it. And my biggest enemy for years has been myself. I generally, for years, I never even mentioned to send money. And I should have, and I always suffer because of it. I really don't have cash to even fix my roof, for goodness sake. Things like that. And what I do takes time. I'd rather talk on other things, obviously. 
I'd even actually be, be, love to do other things completely. I only came out years ago because it was time to come out and speak about it all. I knew what was going on. I thought it was time the world uh, knew about it and, and the big organizations that were really running your, your system that you don't vote for. That's what it's all about, folks. And the big plans that they had and how they were subverting you, etc. Into where you are today. Where everybody was going to suffer. Everybody definitely will suffer. Don't care what ethnic group you want to belong to. So yeah, send a few bucks my way and, and buy the books and this and hopefully I'll get all these things out this week. They've been pending because everything was closed down. Uh, Canada's a lot worse. We're, we're more progressive in most countries. I see we, we don't have to go through the, the, the revolutions of America for communism. We already have it here. And so, so everybody's very obedient and, and everybody was closed down in utter horror, including the printing stores, etc. And now we're left with a massive debt, which uh, I, uh, I don't know where, if Canada's is going to print it up or what they're going to do. We, we don't have the same ingenuity of the states. We're, we're dependent on the states for, for manufacturing cash, the Federal Reserve System. So uh, the dollar is going to plummet again, which falls in again perfectly with uh, the agenda for post-consumerist society. Uh, just like coming out of a, a war situation, that's what they want, where you're, you're shell-shocked and... Uh, and you put up with uh, really bad food, uh, little food, and all the rest of it, uh, because uh, you you think we've been through a real war. That's what that's what they're doing right now. Send a few bucks my way, currentrymatrix.com. You'll see how you do it there. Cash is good, PayPal is good, and uh, checks are fine too. And for myself, Alan Watt from Ontario, Canada, where literally I had the heating on. Uh, I've had it on for for a week now, um, <laughs> in the middle of June, because the temperature literally at night, come by 8 and 9 at night, has been hitting 32, 33 degrees Fahrenheit. And 32, of course, Fahrenheit is about 0 centigrade. Night after night after night, because of global warming, of course, you see. And it's all your fault for that. So from myself, I'm not from Ontario, Canada, it's good night. I mean, your God or your gods go with you. <laughs>